Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the big thing to mention with Dan and Bob Video Games. Sigil up, gamer. Shame Cube. <laughs> Chris Wolfard. I'm going to wrap my console in a binder. <laughs> and Dr. Agro. Now you're playing with portals. Here on Gigaboots. Do you think we're getting a number of, like, tweets and stuff of people just going outdoors with the portal, the PlayStation <laughs> portal, and being like, it stopped working? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that's that's inevitable, that someone will fundamentally not understand this terrible product's proposition. Dude, they're going to do that for in their own house, but on the wrong side of it. <laughs> they're going to go upstairs yes. or to their backyard. Or to the bathroom. <laughs> Knowing Sony's history with screens, yeah, anywhere near a window might be a problem. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about the PlayStation Portal later, but unfortunately, right now, we have to talk about video games we've been playing. Such as... <laughs> Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, 3. Man, what a good time that was. Oh, that yeah, was, yeah, it was that great. Was, that was so good. What fun Man, games. Dude, he jumps and spins. I'm... What are you... <laughs> what could you want? Just from my... bit, Just from experience i can look at you guys playing and be like oh this controls a lot fucking better than that remake i better go put these on the mister yeah i actually yes. immediately went to play the remake after this and i'm like one really jarring to go from one directly to the other very very jarring two still tolerable like i wasn't dying constantly because of remake shenanigans but it was just you know me I care about input latency. The input latency is way better on the original running on a mister. So it was a less enjoyable experience for me immediately because of that. Yeah, just watching you play it, I could tell it just did not control as well. Like, you can just see that. Yeah. Uh, I had an awesome time playing through Crash 1 through 3, though. That was great. We rarely, for a Friday stream, get to play three whole video games that we all enjoy. Right, and none of us had actually played Shoe 2, which was kind of crazy. So we even kept our usual bit up of exploring un, you know, unexplored territory for us, and <laughs> 2 was good. I was kind of surprised. When you open, when your demo for a demo disc is an ice level, that is concerning. Yeah. I did not think that was going to be a great time um i was like well i'll enjoy one and three enough to carry the whole stream and if two is bad that's whatever that's just going to be a little bit of a day no it was good it was really good man that sure is i guess naughty dog's best trilogy of games <laughs> like bob i'm not gonna threaten you for saying that that's a valid opinion to have i just I hope you have a knife on you when you say shit like that. <laughs> I'm trying I'm, to think. Because they, they I'm like, Uncharted, easy. <laughs> Uncharted's good, but it's like two and four are great, and one and three are mm. not. Yeah, yeah, there's a problem there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Three three is like... Three is like if you have a really expensive ice cream, vanilla ice cream, that's Uncharted 2. Mm -hmm. And then you have, like, the same brand, but way cheaper. That's Uncharted 3. <laughs> that's true. Go all the way down to store brand. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's your Winn-Dixie just... ice cream carton. <laughs> what if we do 2, 4, and Lost Legacy? Does that count? Is that a trilogy? 
I get it. Yeah, it feels like cheating, but at that point, sure, that that is a pretty great trilogy. Yes, yeah, if you just pick three random games, you can make some pretty great. Uh, I can connect some dots. We can figure this out. That that's the that's the trilogy that has uh, what is it? Uh, it has Druckmann, but it also has the other guy as the directors, which three does not. That's true. Mm, So doing two, four, and that uh? one, two, and four is also a valid take because. Four is just the exact same plot as three again, but they didn't fuck it up colossally. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is. It's really bizarre playing four and just be like, I went to play three after four and I'm like, oh, it's literally going for the same sort of emotional core as three, mm-hmm. but doing it well at all. Oh, man. Yeah, three sure. Three, Uncharted three sure isn't about anything. Uncharted three is about how he was he once young. And Sully was once not enormously old. That's it. I and then and then they have to stop the supervillain from getting the magic gas. Makes yeah. you hallucinate things in a very specific way. Uh-huh. If you drink it, but not if it gets in your eyes. It's like the it's the entire cast yelling at Nathan to stop being a video game protagonist because he's a real person, and me sitting in my chair going, "Why are you trying to make this lame?" <laughs> yeah, that's, that sure is like a late seventh gen thing where everybody got really up their own ass. And it's like, well, the personality traits that would make someone an exciting video game protagonist also would make them insufferable on a personal level. And I'm like, good thing I'm playing a game and not trying to make friends with the person in real life. Someone's playing video games out there and they're like, I don't know. I just couldn't see myself hanging out with Super Mario. He just doesn't seem like a very friendly guy. <laughs> he kills I, all those turtles. He doesn't seem to have any hobbies other than murder. He's on shrooms at all times. <laughs> We're writing a Man. cracked article. I don't... <laughs> We're writing a Polygon article from 2011. (laughs) It's crazy how indistinguishable they are. Ugh. Um, But yeah, no, I think there's merit to what you said. I think Crash (laughs) 1 through 3 follow a very sane, medicated arc where Mm -hmm. the identity isn't lost at any point in time. Right, at no point does another bigger game come out and ruin their minds. (laughs) No one trapped them in a mind prison for the second (laughs) game. Did that happen to Naughty Dog? Yeah, Jack 2. That's literally, they even took the stage twice to talk about how that happened to them. It's it's like how uh, it's like how Duke Nukem Forever was almost done, and then George Broussard saw Half Life Two and his mind shattered. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is like that. Um, It's it's. I'm very curious because you know there's not only Jason Rubin, there's Andy Gavin who are like the two co-founders originally of Naughty Dog, and Gavin worked on all the Crash games and up through Jack Two. And I'm very curious what his perspective on Jack and Jack Two is because he's not Rubin, he's not Jason Rubin, he's not sitting there completely obsessed with sales mm-hmm. and being respected as an artist. He's a programmer <laughs> type. He wants the technologies. He's very interested in where they can push that and. All of the interviews, like uh, Ars Technica has an extended war stories. They called that series uh, interview with Andy Gavin. Um, all of that stuff, all the writing on his blog is very insightful, very interesting. But I just don't have enough Jack perspective from him. <laughs> and I really want it. Yeah, I'm sure that there's part of him that love doing it because of the technology angle of trying right. to make an open world like GTA. Right. right. At, at the same time, though, man, that city is so delicately set up so it can run. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't we build the roads to do this? 
So that way <laughs> we don't have to show that long of a road and we have enough time to load the different looking area. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, I would agree. I would agree. I like Jack 3 and I wish I liked Jack 1 more, mm-hmm. but I really don't like Jack 2. And that has actually, as I found out, less to do with the tone in, in modern perspe- modern retrospect and more to do with the absolutely miserable content. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is what really hurts it. Yeah, uh, but Jack 3 I really enjoyed, and Jack 1 is almost there. But yeah, Crash is really good. I frankly had to fight the urge to play through all three games again off stream of the last <laughs> week. I started, started having crazy thoughts. Sarah Lene uh, did her uh, Sonic marathon, and I'm like, you know, I could do one of these for Crash. I could just play through Crash 1, 2, 3. I could do that. Yeah. Nobody would show up, and I would be the biggest for Crash fan on Twitch. A very short and easy-to-win competition. Um, but I fought that off in order to play some other things. Um, like Immortals of Adia. I'm just going to turn this way and update the text. Everybody wanted to well, see Immortals of Avium. <laughs> before you guys really get into it, mm-hmm. I was stunned at how obviously this game was like, on some level, Jedi Fallen Order did good. Make a weird clone of it. Mm. Like the protagonist is going for a similar thing. They have characters in similar roles. Like they got, they got, they didn't get... The actress from Fallen Order, you know, who was also in Forspoken, but they got another black actress to be the mentor character. It's kind of structured the same, just in, in from a first-person perspective instead of if third-person. It, it feels like they went, this was our win. Our single-player games need to be this. Uh, if that comes out that that happened, I'm going to lose my mind. Because I am looking at the game that's here in every moment. You, like, go and watch the first few hours of the stream. We're literally trying to... So is this is this a Metroidvania? Do they want us to come back to these areas? They built things that we can only reach with new abilities. But the way this game is flowing is clearly not interested in us actually revisiting these areas. Because we ride a zip line to the next thing it wants us to do. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird game. Yeah, I don't know. Did you revisit those areas? Kind of? We no, zip like line Maybe it's through. just authenticity. Like, yeah, why would there only be grapple points after you get the grappling hook? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that is not a way to design a video game. <laughs> um, devs just don't care about that shit anymore. Like, in the first Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider, it, like, <laughs> the map, like, flowed back into itself. Hmm. And in two and three, they don't do that at all, but there's still places you can't get until you get later abilities. So they literally want you to use the teleport feature to go back to these early areas with no prompting and do these shit things. That just seems like, no, we don't have to try. For people who are living under a rock and don't know about the hit game, Immortals of Avium. Immortals of Avium is a first person shooter that plays it being an RPG. It has numbers. It has numbers that make me deep, feel deeply frustrated as hour after hour it gives us a thing and it goes, hey, what's up? One more damage. One out of 95. <laughs> that's what we're doing. That's what I... I wish I was playing... I wish modern games would come out and be like, hey, I'm an RPG and these numbers matter like they do in Ring Fit. <laughs> Your competition shouldn't be a fitness game! Uh, so- 
in it, you go through pretty... Uh, it's hard to describe because yet again, it felt split between a linear game and a, and a Metroidvania because yes, we went back through old areas a couple times, but we're not going back to the volcano. Probably not. There's like nothing down there that we could have gotten. Now in the main hub world on like random rocky roads that go between different areas, there's shit out there. Yeah, I think that the idea is they've made a hub area and then that's going to split off to these different single playthrough mission sort of things. Yeah. And every every fucking magic's a gun, basically. There's only three like, guns, though. There, there, there's, but there are also Furies. You have to count the Furies, which are just Halo guns. <laughs> Instead of normal what? guns, they have like... Well, okay, so you know what the Needler is, right? So there's a green magic called the, the Green Fury. It has a name, but fucking I don't care. I think it's Torrent. You cast it, and it has homing ability slightly. And it's not, it's not good enough. It should be better. There's a whole skill tree that gives you like... 3% more of this and 5% more of that. Oh, the um, modern skill tree is the worst fucking thing about video games. I, unless you're a fucking game like God of War where it's like, here's a new move. Don't have a fucking skill tree like this. Uh, yeah, all of our new moves were all unlocked through the game. Right, and like then, the, then every time we got a new move, it was like, well, the skill tree's there to make that move even usable. Yeah. Like, they'd start so bad, you wouldn't even want to cast them. They give you a dodge move they call a blink, and it moves you, I swear to God, no hyperbole, four feet, and has the cooldown of what feels like forever. You get one charge of it, and if you work your way through one of the skill trees, I can't believe, remember if it was red, blue, or green, far enough, you get to unlock a second pip, a second charge that still takes forever to recharge. And you can also make its cooldown removed by 25%, which is still way, way too, too long. long. I, I don't get it. What? Just, just be like fucking... Doom Eternal, you touch the ground and your pips refill. No. Yeah, we actually, playing this a lot, we were like, man, this does seem like it very directly cared about Doom Eternal. Like, it has it, some ideas from that. It feels, what I was thinking back on, it was like, it's not the Kmart Doom Eternal. It's like behind the back of the dumpster Doom Eternal. Ooh. That's how bad it is. It's like, it's in that, no, it's, it's got game, the notion uh, of being a Doom Eternal, but it just doesn't get it at all. <laughs> this game obviously costs so much fucking money. Yeah. It feels more like, no, this is the Doom Eternal Juicero. <laughs> like, just we need to itself. stop referring to things as, like, the cheaper, shittier version and need to go the opposite direction and refer to it as the venture capitalism, much more expensive, shittier version. Right. It's the sharper image, Doom Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I don't understand why all these developers, they insist on putting Destiny loot in their games. It's like, nobody, and I, I can't believe I have to say this, nobody but Gearbox and sometimes Blizzard. It used to be 100% of the time Blizzard, but now it's only half the time Blizzard. If you get a big rare, up, like you get a purple or an orange item in a slot, they should make you feel like your dick got enormous for like three hours. Right, yeah. You should be... If you get a, a super rare item in one of these loot games, 
you should feel like a Chad for at least like two hours. Meanwhile, I started having like, I don't know, what, what do you, like I started developing an ulcer from the frustration of we got a purple and it wasn't good. No matter which way I looked at it. I'm like, it's 11 levels higher. Uh-huh. It's purple. Why do I have to sit here and look at it and go, that's kind of worse, bro? Because, yeah, no, it literally didn't have defense. Yeah, you know, it was a defense item. The, uh, the current equipped item we had was like level nine or something and a uh, common sort of thing. It had 130 armor. This thing had 30. So we're losing an insane amount of armor for this fucking purple that adds these things that don't matter because we'll die in two seconds. But does this game have an overall equipment level type thing? Not that we could tell. Like it just sure it wasn't invisible and it wasn't some of those fucked up situations where your total equipment level has all these hidden effects that vary that determine the damage you do. They had fucking damage you take. They had enough weapons of each type that were completely the same, but they tuned numbers the different way that we were able to determine damage is just done through that because we had the one that shoots a hundred shots really fast and sucks and then the one that shoots eight it has a decent amount of damage and it did much more damage as you would imagine but so they, but they had the same did they have the same like yeah equipment for some reason we were trapped in the infinite sukiyomi of level nine equipment yeah that lasted so for most I, of our playtime. What, what i'm saying is that even if the numbers are are, are close or wonky i'm willing to bet a level 20 gun will end up of functionally doing much more damage than a level nine one we wouldn't know because it never dropped as a, a higher level gun it drops as a higher level bracer yeah bracer is your ge yeah. generic armor thing I'm, I'm willing to bet if you would put that on you to start taking much less damage no we put it no, on that was instantly. the one with a hundred oh. less armor <laughs> then i then i don't know it sounds like they just fucked up in every conceivable way with this game the numbers yeah, that on just sounds like a computer spitting out random gear stats that's what it felt like too because uh -huh. When we get our first purple, it shouldn't be like, would you like to die faster? Yeah, even Destiny has a more Artur take on that of like, no, the, this drop is customized at all. Like some designer looked at what the stats should be for these guns and they make sense. So that way the gun feels good at all to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it feels even more amazing. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy. It's even that aside, just putting that aside, this is literally yet another game that feels like a young adult novel fiction, just like Forspoken. Yeah. But it, for boys. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me, you like, you got to the point where they implied that, like, like, well, the world was supposed to be this way, but then the person who was in charge of reoriginating the world fucked up the rules and created a caste system. That made me think this is dumb guy Brandon Sanderson. Hmm. Because a lot like the the we have we have this bizarre, this magic system that has rules and we have a lot of proper nouns, but it's done much worse than fucking Brandon Sanderson. But and Brandon Sanderson is like one of the most popular fantasy writers right now. It really gave me this energy of like, yeah, we made the dumb guy version of uh like the Mistborn archives. We're just gonna go ahead and enter the big spoiler dimension. Hey, Agro. Hey. Did you know magic is what's destroying the world? <laughs> okay, no, all that's of these... a common motif, but I want you to tell me. Uh-huh. Ten words or less. <laughs> why? Wait, wait, where's he going? I'm leaving. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Bob. 
Surely it's not arbitrary, right, Bob? It is. <laughs> <laughs> now, are, are you sure just like you haven't found out because you didn't play the whole game? Or are you pretty confident they're not going to tell you? Um, I'm pretty confident they're not going to tell us. It, it, the, the magic is causing the hole, and the hole is getting bigger. We have to stop using magic to stop the hole getting bigger. The hole? <laughs> I, I think it's called, like, the rift or something, but it's literally a giant hole in the ground that's expanding. It's in the ground. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumb guy spiral nemesis. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so, Agra. Mm-hmm. There's an, a lot of important conversations with a lot of heated emotions and deep introspective thoughts in this game, such as maybe the ever war is just a part of human nature and we cannot stop the ever war, which is done with magic, which is destroying the planet. That's sad. Who is the ever war fought against or amongst? Everyone. But maybe mainly oh. Larian, there, the main villain. There's five. There's, there's like Isn't five Sandrak nations, right? the... Larian's the name of the studio that made Baldur's Gate. That's true. <laughs> so I'm willing Sandrak to bet. Sandrak is the name of the villain. I remember yeah, I was, that. I was like, what the fuck, Bob? <laughs> Bob's testing me. I, <laughs> Bob's like, been, Bethesda it, is the is villain fucking... of this game. No, that's uh, going to be Starfield. <laughs> but yeah, um, Sandrak is a bad guy, you know, because he has a friend who's really tall and he very obviously has your childhood friend as a masked agent of his. That is the most transparent thing. The second we saw her, the camera is halfway up her ass, and I'm like, I wonder who the purple hair, nice butt character is. <laughs> Could it be our childhood friend? Oh don't my they god. Don't they introduce her, like, immediately outside of the tutorial? Like, the second you're outside of the, you're being trained, and here's a five-year time skip, and then she's like, Boom, there she is. Yeah. Uh, basically, within an hour, I think. Because, you know, we have to do the tragic origin story part of this that really doesn't mesh well with the rest of it because it's a whole bespoke village they're going to blow up. And it it's a lot of walk and talk and a lot of not great stuff going on and pretty dumb. And Yeah, this game is intensely 7th gen. There's tons of walk and talk. Yeah. I am convinced at some point this had moral choices. Because it even has a system left in where you talk to people and sometimes lie to them. I'm, I'm absolutely sure that there's a version of this game where you're like, yeah, racist, you're right. <laughs> you chose the path of deceit. The hole has enlarged. <laughs> Ooh, Maybe. Wait. Oh, I mean, oh, no, I'm not into that. Game developers, you need to understand this, please. If you want to combine some other genre with being an RPG, you go right ahead. But <laughs> if I don't see any of the shit you're talking about, it's impossible to care. Like, you can't establish this big fantasy world that I'm going through and fighting for the fate of through fucking conversations and codex entries. You can't do that. I won't care. I have to see it. That's well, that... why it's important for RPGs to have lots of different locations you get to walk around and look at. Something that apparently RPG developers at some point also fucking forgot. 
But yeah, uh, the opening of this really reminded me of Thief 4, which someone in chat was also getting those vibes. And I'm like, okay, good, not just me. Yeah. Um, we introduce a whole cast of like street urchins, which get blown the fuck up. And then everyone's like, urchint. <laughs> yeah, it's like within 30 minutes. Yeah, like the, the whole they, intro they, they... and our first crash was within 30 minutes. Yeah, we just get a hard crash. That was pretty intense. It was good. Uh, it was in Krantz. In Krantz. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, this, um, it feels like they use modern lingo just on and off for no reason. Like, really, it's just our guy. Our I guy does it mainly, but I swear the mentor does it once in a while. And like your, your buddy, once you get to the immortals, like that other guy who's always hanging out with you, I think he's Indian or something. Oh yeah, the, the 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 chat was like, finally, a minority character who's a comedy relief and also a racist. Such progress. <laughs> yes. He might be some form of nerd. He might be an intellectual. Yeah, I... Uh, I liked when you found the bridge that you clipped through 100% of the time so you had to jump <laughs> over the spot and haul ass. I'm like, the bridge will take me if I don't run. It'll take me. Yeah, that was a lot to deal with as I just slipped through a solid fucking bridge and I'm like... <laughs> there was a crack in the board. Even this? <laughs> I can't even have this. Uh, there's a hookshot in this game, Aggro. And there are icons that are like, you should hookshot to this thing. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I'll hookshot and it'll connect and then it'll disconnect immediately. I and this clip at least 20 times at least 20 times this happened and they're That's... psychotic because they can't even just be like well you can rehook shot it it has a cooldown for hook shotting the same icon uh -huh. again yeah no i saw that and i wanted to die um, <laughs> grappling hook is one of those features where if it's not a hundred percent you cut it mm -hmm. yeah like done <laughs> Uh, there are enemies in this where you have to, uh, let me, let me explain something. Okay. I think this is the best way to do it. There are three colors enemies come in. Generally speaking, it's red, green, and blue. You have three magics, red, green, and blue. And at random, because <laughs> there's no design logic that makes you know for certain which ones are which you will have to color match your ammo type to the enemy. Right. Not every blue enemy needs blue ammo, but some of them really do, or they're not going to take damage. Yeah, there's no signifier for this. They don't have some different health bar look or anything. It's just literally this blue guy is invincible to everything except blue. Right. You find out by shooting your insane shotgun into his face and him going, nah. <laughs> and you're going, oh, right. You're... Wait, are you yellow? <laughs> what do I do here? God, the, I don't understand the... I get it. I get making a weapon have a function and then having enemies that in their behavior and design are more suited to be dealt with with that function is difficult. The solution <laughs> is not to color code them. And I'm yeah. willing to also, I'm still willing to give Doom Eternal shit for this. Those DLCs that have enemies that are like, use this one thing and nothing else are the worst part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just see in chat. My favorite part was when Pat on Wooly Stream just went, Yo, I'm watching Gigaboots play Avium. This game looks like it sucks. <laughs> see, it's important that we play these things, otherwise, it's literally no one. No will. one will. Literally yeah, why no would one. you? Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, okay, I've covered all the things that you could understand a game carte blanche being made and, and coming to the wrong decision on. But let me let me get into the things that are just 
seventh gen weird shit rising from their grave to be designing this. So uh, we ran into an enemy type that is invincible. The puzzle is shoot them enough where they kneel on a pressure plate so a door opens and then you run to the door. <laughs> we did it, what, 10 times? That was the entire stage. Oh my God. Raven for Musashi does that once as part of the tutorial. I, I was like, wait, is this Lords of Shadow 2? <laughs> wait a minute. Hello? That was so much to deal with. You don't expect that to just rise from a game in 2023. Hey, I've got an idea for a level design. He, they take it to a whole new level, though, because check this out. There were two pressure plates, but only one enemy. So we had to figure out to put, to make them kneel on the lower pressure plate and then stand on the higher pressure plate and then do a cool dashy punch through the gate before it closes. That was it. Uh, it was great. That was. You know, it's, we, we play a lot of bad video games in life, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's always special to come across games where it's, you didn't just not accomplish this. These are solved problems, guys. These are things we know how to do and that we already know to not do. Like, right. There is literature available for your perusal to warn you <laughs> to not do this shit. Did you know drowning kills you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we know that because people already drown. Whatever, I'm going to test that. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's a whole lot going on here, and here's the most condemning thing I can say. I don't enjoy any aspect of this game. There's not one part of this game that's like, this is sweet until it stops. No. I don't enjoy traveling through the environments. That might be the worst thing. Yeah, I don't enjoy the story because, oh my god, <laughs> it is like comedy writing for a young adult fiction-based movie adaptation bad. Yeah, it's it's literally like the worst of the MCU. Like, it's Josh Whedon core for every single character. It is. It is non-stop with that shit, and it's really a lot. And they even try and do dramatic things, and at the end of it, they, like, look at you, wink, and laugh at each other. Like, that's how bad it got. Yeah. Um. I, this game, this game is like, it has, it, like, it gives me clinical depression, because, like, this is the perfect game that is, like, games now take too long to develop to even be reactionary. Like, they can't be developed in, oh, that game came out and is real popular. Let's make something like that. Because mm -hmm. that, because games take six years to develop. But they're also so expensive now, they can't take any risk at all. And the fusion of those two facts creates Immortals of Avium, a game that can't have any idea at all. Like it is the circumstances of its birth forced it to come out a smooth featureless ball that somehow doesn't bounce. Yes. Yeah. Somewhere between an egg and a ball of dough, you just hear something soft crack inside and it doesn't bounce anymore. <sighs> How'd they do it? <laughs> um, so, so I guess that's uh, enough spoiler talk about Immortals of Avium, unless you wanted. To... No, there's nothing else. Okay, great. Um, so I'm gonna put that away, and now I'm gonna introduce the chat and all the listeners to the current most terrifying element of my life. I don't know that. I, I don't. 
I don't know that Armored Core 6 is showing up on time tomorrow. <laughs> it has become a mystery. Sigil up, gamers! <laughs> so we You're might... gonna get to find out the conclusion to the Ever War! Finish the fight. <laughs> Nobody else is gonna. It's so true! Oh my god, so either there's going to be a delightful Armor Core 6 stream where we all go, oh, thank god, this franchise has been missing for 10 years. It's so great to get them get them putting so much money and care and technology into it. I love Armored Core. Or we're going to be in Immortals of Avium eating the mashed potatoes at Golden Crow plate by plate. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's enough talking about Mortals of Avium. Unless, Bob, did you... You could get a last comment in here. <laughs> they sure to design every single gauntlet to have a cool cursor thing that is an aimer, but you cannot aim down the sights. Oh, yeah, because you're wearing a magic gauntlet. And as you may or may have not seen, it transforming to the other ones looks terrible because of <laughs> FSR 2, and it just becomes a fucking mess. But... The metal prong that comes off that obviously should be something you do a look down, aim down sights through, you can't. Yeah. So it's just some shit hanging off the front of your arm and you're like, okay, that's a lot I, of design I feel, work. I wonder if at some point they did, did the designs like that was the intent and somebody went, um... Arms don't work that way. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. Right. Because, of course, the way they would do it is they would have it, like, shoved directly in front of you and do this. You and like, it's like, you sir. Look, you turn into, like, Doom 1 where the gun's coming out of your chest. Yes. Right. Wizard elbow. <laughs> is that what that is? Technically, no. the, the, the whole thing could pivot and it could make it work like that. But that would require more work. That would be a different design. That's they're always drawing perfect circles on the ground. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of like one of the spirographs, but it's their arm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, If you're out there and you bought Immortals of Avium and you're enjoying it, sound off in the comments. <laughs> I just want to know what that looks and feels like. Right. Because I can't. Apparently, the dude from IGN experienced that, but I don't think anyone else on yeah, our Yeah, what was it? IGN gave it an eight. <laughs> GameSpot gave it a five. Yeah, it, every other person gave it like a five. I think Eurogamer gave it a two. Right. <laughs> so, like, I don't. I, I'm only more incensed that this game's 70 fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah, Eurogamer gave it a four. That's where it belongs. It definitely belongs down there. There's. Game game journalists in general, like they've gotten pretty good at being able to detect when a game is just objectively terrible. Mm -hmm. But something like this that's just a slow morale devastating grind <laughs> still seems to be like it seems to be beyond them to recognize it. Probably because they don't beat most of these games before they review them. They probably played like five hours of it and went, It didn't kill me. Seven. See, this is funny. The, the whole concept of not beating a game before you review is absurd to me because we beat a game every fucking Friday. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, all I know is I can't enjoy it, but you know what I can enjoy? Walkabout mini golf with my friends. Hey, Agro, did you play walkabout mini golf? <laughs> Uh, I, I hope so, because if you have a memory of that happening, <laughs> and I have a memory of that happening, uh, it would be best if that had actually occurred. So uh, Walkabout Mini Golf is the VR mini golf game that has the Island of Mist in it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 
I'm so glad we did the fucking sound bit in the video redemption for that fucking crash stream. It also has like five more levels than I thought it did because I was misreading the menu. So yes. how many times are we going to have VR games where a person on this podcast <laughs> completely <laughs> misses an entire menu of levels? Yo, guys, there are 22 songs in this fucking game. <laughs> I thought there were five and it was already my game of the year. Uh, yeah, that was an incredible moment as I take aggro to what is baby's first level. You know, it's 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 a pirate island sort of couched in a this is how a mini golf course would be made in this theme. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like aggro didn't know about this and those other levels um, on that first page. But yeah, walkabout mini golf is really good and actually has really good online and it's crossplay. All you do is type in a name that you want the room to have. And then the other people type that name in and you're there. No complication, no nothing. Yeah, wow. It doesn't bring up a list, so the room name is the password. It's great. Yeah. Huh. So that's awesome because that means I could even play with viewers and not need to friend everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mild acquaintances elsewhere. Uh, Walkabout mini golf is really enjoyable as a mini golf game. The mist stuff they did, which the mist island, the island of mist is DLC. Uh, but they do currently have it on sale for what they call the whole W in one spring bundle where it's uh. everything they had made up to spring this year. Uh, and it's like 25 bucks. And that was a ton of courses. I've played two. <laughs> uh, there's so much stuff there. But the Island Miss stuff was really, really cool. As there were pressure plates to change the layout of each hole. Huh. So, like, you need to hit the ball up onto the pressure plate, and then this will shove a piston to the side to knock you into the correct area that you elsewise maybe couldn't. Huh. Um, Agro, you've played Mist. You can maybe describe what that ramp area was with the generators or whatever they were. Because Oh, God. Yeah, no. If, if you go down through the uh, brick shack down to the generator room to activate the voltaic age, like... They had this giant, uh, it, it's the puzzle where you've got to keep flipping the switches to get the right voltage that sucks and I hate it every time. <laughs> uh, well, now it's a mini golf uh, hole that sucks and I hate it every time. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you have to hit your ball up this long ass ramp and every time it clears a couple more feet, it'll activate a switch that'll raise up a wall and if the ball comes back down, it'll slide off into the abyss. You've got to hit the ball up the ramp to the correct spot to activate a wall that'll slide it the other way toward the hole. And if you go beyond that pressure plate to the next one, it is yet again another one that's tilted to the right to fling it into the abyss. <sighs> so it is a very specific, cool, like, you need to hit with this exact strength sort of thing. Uh, there are so many things like that. Also, there's like a puzzle to make the ship rise from the water which you can go and watch as the whole boat just Ooh. rises out of it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of cool interactable stuff. A lot of it comes into play in the hard mode scavenger hunt. It is dope as shit. Yeah, because as Agro was talking about last week, um, you play on a normal course, the easy, which I think it's just called normal. There are, there are 18 golf balls on the entire course, one per hole. And that means it's in the holes like track. You get that, you get to keep that, and each one has a different design. But if you get 10 of those, you unlock the hard mode of that course, which has a different layout for mini golfing. It's now nighttime. And there's literally, in the case of uh, Baby's First, like, treasure 
Island golf course. Uh, a treasure hunt. You're getting messages in a bottle with clues about where to find the next bottle and stuff. Instead of it being just a ball per hole, it's literally travel across the entire island trying to find where this pirate captain died while drinking himself to death and all these other things. And it's like, oh, this is like its own really good game by itself. Yeah, I know I got to play a little bit of it, and I, I enjoyed the ball hunting way more than playing golf. <laughs> I enjoyed both immensely. <laughs> it's a great package. But, yeah, no, uh, you know, the appeal of just traveling through a cool VR space and doing a treasure hunt of sorts, because even mm -hmm. the ball th thing is technically yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely that. Because it'll be just wedged into a rock, like a crevasse <laughs> at a nearby rock wall or like under a bench or other stuff. So you're you're doing the mini golf, but you have like maximum level ADD as you're just like <laughs> looking everywhere. Like where the fuck is this ball? It, it is something great for like, say, the other people in your lobby to be doing while you're taking your shot. If they don't want to watch you just stare at a two foot putt <laughs> for a solid minute. <laughs> Yeah, and also it makes a good group activity as everyone's just idly doing that as we go through all of the Island of Mist. It was funny because Vox is just like, I keep getting distracted and not paying attention to the course before it's my turn to putt because I'm looking for the ball. <laughs> this this game's really cool. I'm so glad there's crossplay. As I understand, it's on more than just Steam and uh, PlayStation VR 2. It should also be on Oculus, I believe. But I'm not positive on that. Uh, Yet more VR games work its way onto my game of the year list. <laughs> How could this happen? <laughs> How did this happen to me? Uh, the, the appeal of VR there is so specifically strong in the being in the environment is cool enough. Like just looking at this neat lo-fi island with the strong geometries that you would expect from like somewhere between a ps1 and a ps2 for the art like the sculpt of it for this island and the strong angles and the way it reflects light it looks really cool but it's just being there feels really impressive and it's really neat and as a design for these like golf like courses they are pretty fucking spot on mini golf but with osha violations <laughs> because you wouldn't build them yeah. in the ways these are going because it's like yeah i um like the 18th hole on the starter baby island is this massive you're going down the entire island and each time you have to hit your ball into this tiny crack and it will go down ramp after ramp working its way down and i'm like there are not enough ropes Around this area, there aren't handrails going down these stairs. You would have to do so much to make this okay. I feel like it just would not... Someone would die. Right. It, oh, instantly. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's one staircase that goes straight into a cliff with no handrails. Because they're like, this is where you could, you'd hit the ball off. It's like, yeah, but... 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 Yeah, because... Yeah, because... And that's actually... That was, weirdly enough, you would think it'd be really simple to look at a hole that was just... Don't worry, dude. You're just high. Just hit the ball straight and it would be fine. But I was so new at the game at that point in time that I kept hitting the two because the boat, the ship in this level, the starter level is cracked in half and on the opposite ends of this hole. So you really have to hit it straight or it's getting deflected by these boats. It's so simple, but it's like 
a lot to gra grapple with for some reason. Especially since, uh, no, I don't know about you, no mini golf thing I've ever been to has you uh, 20 feet off the fucking ground hitting off of a high ledge. No, there were things very similar in this stage to the mini golf near us. Yes. But yes, but way better. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, this thing's awesome. And yes, I, I too, much like this viewer, uh, get the urge to play mini golf IRL right now just to be like, I need to compare my skill at one <laughs> versus the yeah. other. And it's like the, the, the physics in this game are really rock solid. Like I only saw one glitch out happen and that was with my club and that ended up with me getting an Eagle. So it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I think it, what, like it lost tracking as on my backswing. And then, so I just had this zero shift from two different points in space, <laughs> which transferred momentum to the ball, which skipped half the course and landed it in the hole. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Replay that aggro. So he hits the button and then he reappears where he was and does the exact same thing. And I'm like, that's amazing and bullshit. <laughs> this game is really good. Um, there are too many games now. <laughs> officially there are too many games because i still want to play this more and firewall ultra came out at uh 10 a.m today which means i didn't play that shit right 10 a.m i'm fucking asleep uh and then also armor core 6 is coming out tomorrow today mm -hmm. and a few hours for digital orders or next week for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, i hope i don't have to schedule up tomorrow um but i'm really looking forward to playing that uh, Firewall Ultra, that is. And uh, there's so many fucking courses in this thing. So, I, 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 frankly, I'm already getting more friends. I'm like, hey, I know you own VR. You need to get this golf game. You need to play <laughs> the golf game. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, great game. Uh, Agro, did you want to say anything else? Uh, no, I think that'll just about do it. Okay. Uh, hey, Bob. What's up? What have you been playing? I was able to play a few other things, so... Uh... I played for more Final Fantasy XII. I thought you were going to say Fortnite. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I'm not going back there for Jujutsu Kaisen characters. Why not, Bob? <laughs> they didn't choose the right ones. Oh, well, that's, uh, you're a principled gamer. Then. <laughs> um, man, I think I'm hitting like a midway point or so in this game. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy XII, that is not Fortnite. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> where they decide that the game should be hard. And the only way they can think of do that is literally every enemy can shoot you with every satisfaction and they're more satisfied than any other final fantasy game oh it's it's awful i got through that dungeon and was like i think i'm just gonna stop playing because maybe that dungeon was just the status effect dungeon i mean maybe but it was like mall bros i get then they're like, what if we have these cat things? We're like, well, those cat things are fine, whatever. Then they hit me with a spell that does all of this aspects. I'm like, um, they kind they did. The, they, they do that in four. So maybe oh if you just get past this one area, they'll be like, OK, there's not not this is not the status effect dungeon anymore. Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Twelve is already such a tough granola bar to chew right <laughs> i was like oh my god i'm going to have to like fully leave this dungeon if i don't if it doesn't end in like two screens because i'm out of items that really like, cure these things yeah. and a lot of them can't be cured by magic or are cured by magic i don't have yet uh some of them are only cured by remedies but only if remedies have been upgraded for each individual character with the feature called remedy lore 
which is on this stat board. It's on in every job class. So not every character even can get it. What? You, your characters need to level up drugs being effective on them? Yes. Not on them, that does, but uh, that they use. Okay, to make them more so powerful. They, they, they're better at applying it. That's way more sane. Yes. Okay. But it's still. <laughs> That's just insane. But at least in the correct direction where it begins to make any sense. We're right. not training our people to be more susceptible to the effects of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be truly crazy. I, I genuinely would be like, that's a first. I've never fucking heard of any other game to. Yeah, so I have to dig through this gigantic spreadsheet of uh, that is the uh, license system mm -hmm. and look for which ones actually have this one pip I need to make the remedy actually work on things like stop um, and disease is what an awful satisfact. It what makes is, their health drop to zero, like their max health drop to one. Oh, and, and now they'll just die in one hit. Yep, now yeah. they'll die in one hit. And there's no way to cure it except for their remedy upgrade three times. There's a Castlevania effect that does that in one game, I think. <laughs> and I was like, you're insane. Yeah, and if they die and you bring them back, revive them, they still have it. Because they keep Elder Satisfacts. <sighs> because the game is demented. Okay, that's messed up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why I was at like, the, at the point where they're a corpse, the disease should leave them alone. No. Realistic, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I might just stop. <laughs> that Understandable. was unbelievable. Um, I also played Genshin Impact again because they did that big 4.0 update. Ooh. Um, it adds a new country. It's got, like, lots of lakes. It's like the water-themed country. And they had a new kind of scrimblow that's here. And they're just these ludicrously adorable looking creatures that are like uh, four feet tall. And they're like, yeah, I've been living for a hundred years. I'm still quirky, though. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's so zany. What do they look like? Do they look like a specific animal or are they some hideous little imagine if my goblin? imagine if my little pony stood on two legs oh i don't want to do that <laughs> that's just take 3d model crane back you don't have to imagine Dave. yeah I I do, I do, I do. no that's fine i don't want that either <laughs> hey bob do you have a slightly less horrifying way to describe it no i really don't i should have grabbed pictures i guess yeah, I'm really curious, and I have I like no idea that. how to even look it up. Okay, yeah. I, okay, wait, wait, I, I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would say they look more like rabbits. Maybe. Do we have a... Let me try and get a picture of it. Yeah, try to post a picture so that way I can see it, because I need something to get that out of my brain. <laughs> oh, they're a, they're a French folklore thing that they adapted into... Uh... Into Genshin. I found a picture, though. Okay. All right. They are called Melu Signs, yeah, I think I'm, is how you would say that word. I'm seeing that pop up in chat a lot. Oh, I can... Bob, I can sort of understand where you're coming from. Sort of. I would still not use such strong language. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, something about the, the completely flat nature of their hands and feet. And they it's have... Like a combi nation of like a rabbit and like a sea angel yeah the more you know so they're weird uh but this adds full underwater swimming yeah they wanted to beat that seven deadly sins game to the market with it <laughs> and they sure did genshin keeps on winning um 
it, it feels surprisingly good and uh they even add a lot of mechanics around it like you don't start out with any attacks underwater but you've run into enemies that you can like absorb the abilities of so i found like a uh a crab where i i was able to get a move where it i could make a shield and then i could also make that shield explode outward and break or that could be used to like solve puzzles like breaking walls and stuff like that and there's a manta ray that gives you a slashing projectile ability and that's used to like cut down um underwater like seaweed and stuff to make pathways i was like oh wow they actually have a lot of ideas for this that's cool um and then i ran into an underwater like side quest and it still has the genshin writing of man you sure did write 12 pages for what should be one <laughs> i'm like oh this is interesting this is but i'm where, so tired <laughs> this is the point where where like i have started to see like artists i follow who play genshin all the time be like paimon needs to shut the fuck up so the story can move again it's not just paimon everyone says too much but we've heard enough from paimon because Paimon's been there saying too much the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's neat. I, you have to walk all the way out there if you want to experience it. I don't know if they unlock any waypoint for you automatically. Uh, I are, are you caught up on the main story? No, not at all. I assume that if you were, they would like teleport you in there. Right. But yeah, I had to just walk over to that new country, which lucky, luckily you can do. Um, I don't know how much the world scales to you, but it does scale up as you go. So I'm like max level and I can get out there if it's fine. But I don't know what yeah, level I, you need I, to I be to get out know there if, without doing I, that. I assume, it, I assume everything's scaled to your world level, so you're, you're never below level. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's assuming that you level up your characters and don't just let your world level get way too high without doing anything to power up your characters, which would be insane. But I suppose you could theoretically do that. Someone out there probably did that. Who knows why or how? <laughs> um, but that's really all I got to say about that. Oh, right. They, okay. When you're underwater. Uh -huh. the, the, <laughs> I didn't notice this for a while, <laughs> but they put like a, a watery effect over your like butt. Okay, so like only the, your butt? Yes, it like just this one section. I was like, oh right, some of the girls wear skirts, so they don't want it just always be an oh. upskirt shot. Yeah, oh. China's though, very China's very stringent about that. They even had to oh. update some characters' costumes for for that they made optional costumes here in in the West, where it's like, no, they they showed too much skin, take it off, like and, take it take it away. Which I think is really funny because like. 80% of this game, you're doing a glide, and the glide's already making your skirt fly up. <laughs> right. Yep. I just looked over, and I realized I'm the only flesh tuber left. <sighs> it's horrible. This Why is... am I that horrible creature? <laughs> you're right. I'll take it away. Okay. <laughs> there we go. You're human again. Um, I also was able to try The Last Faith, uh, which is... We saw it at Summer Games Fest... It's a side-scrolling Metroidvania that's super inspired by uh, Bloodborne. Like, it's literally just like, what if Castlevania was Bloodborne? And that's the whole idea. Uh, the beta's out. You can go sign up for it and try it yourself. They, I, I, when I did, it was like literally immediately let me in. If I wanted to hear, what if Castlevania was Bloodborne, I would go live on Twitch for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But it, seriously, there's like, we got this... 
What what makes Bloodborne Bloodborne? Well, obviously, we just shouldn't play music most of the time, and we do. It's just moody. Oh, so how is it like Castlevania still? Uh, because your guy looks like he's inspired by a uh, a Belmont. Oh, cool. Great. And I'm the- glad that was the only thing that defined Castlevania. Mm-hmm. I hate every time I have to have that conversation where someone's like, no, I think this was a great Castlevania. I'm like, you never noticed the music was always great? <sighs> Somehow that slipped past you? Instead of like quick attacks that feel good to do, you have a slow three hit combo. Oh, it's like a Castlevania. Three hit combos <laughs> in 2D games are bad, guys. Stop. Never. <laughs> what about 27 hit combos? We could get that going on. <laughs> That's the Elysium Tales so great. How did he know what I was talking about? Crazy. At least that was made by one person. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's voice dialogue, which I didn't expect. Uh, they sure do talk way too slow for that to be useful. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. This is, uh, get out of here, now Dan. It's, now it's just you, Bob. <laughs> ah! You're the only flesh tuber now. Um, the pixel art's... Like it's ambitious and looks okay, but I don't, I don't think it ever looks good. Uh, and your main character looks like, kind of like Clive esque, but with a smaller waist. So he's got like the triangle upper body sort of situation going. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, there's also a weird system where you can. Very rarely, I haven't figured out why it ever happens, but you get like a, a elaborate kill animation. Like you'll get them down to one health and then the, you can do like a crazy kill where he's like, oh, I'll grab their weapon and stab them with it. I'm like, this is what's this doing? Why is this happening only sometimes hmm. or ever? Okay. Um, but if you want to try the last faith. It's a demo? It's a demo, yeah. On Steam? Yes, but you have oh. to sign up. It's a beta. Uh, oh. You have to, like, request access, and then they send you it. And then when I beat it, it's like, well, there's an extended demo coming. You, you sign up for that, too. I'm like, what? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm no, I, I've eaten enough. If I'm interested, I'll go buy the game when it comes out. Um, not to cut off the segment on this, uh, but did you know Honkai Star Rail had the technical test? It didn't have it yet. Oh yeah, the, that's something else I, I wrote into news. Oh. Uh, the the Star Rail thing. It, it announced that the tech test is taking signups now and it's signing oh. up for the week. Oh. Um, I don't know when that actually goes live though. Oh, okay, oh, I saw someone say. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll check it again, but I don't. Okay, <laughs> I signed up for it. Hopefully, I try it. That would be. I would like to play that game. Right. That game could be good. Hopefully it doesn't have Genshin writing. Hopefully they have a writer over there. Okay, I'll play that game while also watching a YouTube video of <laughs> Genshin writing. And then I'll go, wait a minute, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> um, I also tried Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew, which is another game we saw during Summer Game Fest. You are making shit up. They, they, uh, they also released a demo and the game is out. But I didn't. I didn't play the full game. I just played the demo. Shadow Gambit. What? The Cursed Crew. You see, it's a pirate game where you play as a, a cursed crew. Oh, okay. Uh, and you're like ghost pirates. It's you've been eaten oh, by a crew. Yeah, I remember this one. Um, 
I thought it was going to be a tactics RPG. Like, that's what I got from all the marketing and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. I guess not. It's a weird, like, overhead perspective, real-time strategy game, but it's all about stealth. The amount I played was all just one character, and you're just trying to evade uh, uh, other pirates and kill them as you make your way to something. Like, it's it's weird. It's all top-down perspective, and... You just have to hide or tell your character to hide in bushes and stuff. And I assume it's going to get more complicated to add more characters, but I didn't play enough to get to that. It seems neat, but it really wasn't enough to grab me. I, I kind of was going in expecting a completely different game. Right. Yeah, I get it. The perspective gets you an idea that the game is a certain thing. Mm-hmm. This and, is really weird. Okay. Yeah. And... The, the only other thing I really played much any of, of was uh, Guilty Gear Strive because they did the, the update, which came out at like 3 a.m. last night, so I didn't play much. There's a picture of that last game he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. You see, you have your sight cones and stuff, mm-hmm. and you just have to walk your character around them, which if when it, the early stuff in there, it's like it's a stealth game, but it's insanely easy because I could just look from afar at what to do exactly. But I assume it'll keep getting more and more complicated as you add more characters and have to keep them in real time out of people's sights. You have like bushes to hide in. And you your main character can like blink to enemies and kill them instantly, but only if they're not looking in their direction. Okay. Uh but you played Guilty Gear Strive. Yes. Uh what why did you play it? What's what's important about this update? Does this update have a name? Um I th- I think it's just season three update. I, I think it's literally something like that basic. Uh, because when I played it, the servers weren't up. So I weren't, was not able to try online and see if that's like any more functional. Because I keep hearing that people just can't find matches anymore in that game. And I'm, huh. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's actually a thing. Just a small thing that is being exaggerated by select few mm-hmm. or what. But I wasn't able to check that out. Okay. But uh, they did fully redo the main menu, which okay. is neat. Uh, yeah. It seems more navigable now. Yeah. Uh, other than that, this update's supposed to add new moves to characters. It adds those couple new mechanics we talked about before, where it's like the wild rush and the super block or something, um, which use your burst gauge, which now the burst gauge feels faster to uh, accommodate that. Because the burst Good. gauge... Yeah, yeah, that thing Good. basically didn't refill within the length of a match before. Yeah, it, uh, it was too conservative. Mm-hmm. That's for fucking sure. You know, I played enough of that game to come out of that with that feeling. Um, where I just wish it filled faster. So them filling it faster is cool. Them adding these mechanics is even cooler. Right. Um, it did not add nearly as many moves as I was hoping. Like, I kept I kept choosing new characters. I guess they're going to keep adding moves throughout this season, so I'm not sure. Interesting. If yeah. Okay. Uh, the only ones I was able to find is uh, May has a move where she jumps off the dolphin now, and she can attack from her, like, in the air after that. Uh, I know has a move that I'm pretty sure was new, where she like flies forward and then shoots a projectile or or has like a big AOE style attack with her hat. Um, and those seem neat, but I was really hoping that I'd get like some of the old moves that Chip was mif- missing. Um, and no such luck. <laughs> gotcha. Other than that, those new mechanics, like wasn't able to mess with them too much because again, online wasn't there. So I just played a little bit against computers. They seem neat. But it doesn't feel world changing. Like this doesn't feel like the update that if you didn't like Thrive already, you would now like it. Yeah. Like I don't. Or if that's what you're looking for, this ain't it. <laughs> mm. 
which I was kind of hoping it would feel like massively different because they also said they can't change the way character weight systems work and stuff like that. Character weight systems. Yeah, I guess that there's this thing where each character has their own weight and some of them are more easily and less easily knocked back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I do intend to try more of it. Um, I'll see what the rest of the season pass is before I buy it because I'm interested in trying Johnny, but... That last but season. not season pass interested. Yeah, like that last season, like I'd get Bridget. I don't really want anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Nasca's kind of funny because he's just Ishida. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you play anything else? No, I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is becoming a fucking meme at this point. But I'm gonna say it anyway. So I've been playing Ring Fit Adventures. Really? <laughs> it's true. No way. Believe it or not, I have been playing Ring Fit Adventures. I am on World 18. <sighs> this game went longer than I expected. Uh, there's lots of funny moments that have been happening in this game throughout the plot and stuff and absolutely cracked out stuff. I've been really enjoying it. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. So it gets frustrated when after three hours of working out something insane, I'm just like, but I want to keep playing the video game. That's <laughs> fun. Uh, so I just keep, I keep working at it. And I pretty sure when I beat that game, I'm going to new game plus it. Cause I still haven't filled out the entire skill tree. I finally unlocked the, the final form, which is absolutely massive, which gives me some nice little, Oh, absurdly powerful solo damage moves, which is really, really good. Yeah, the funny thing about that is even if you do beat it, you can't stop. Like, you're not allowed. I mean, I can go play. I could play Pistol Whip. I'm that sorry, that burned not. calories. <laughs> it's not the same. I, I constantly spend time being frustrated going, I'm so close to beating Ring Fit, and then I can go back to Pistol Whip and start setting high scores again. Because you don't... There isn't the capacity to do both. Uh-huh because you you have either exhausted yourself doing ring fit and now you're not going to get as much time or as much of a fresh you know body state to come into pistol whip to set higher highs uh-huh or you've done pistol whip first which has dampened your ability to go as hard on ring fit mm -hmm. it's very weird it's very weird i i i'm yeah, I'm pretty sure when I beat Ring Fit, I'll have to have that conversation with myself of, do I New Game Plus or do I just start playing a hell of a lot more VR games? Because I really do enjoy these VR games. And even something as simple as Walkabout Mini Golf burns calories. Right. Did you know standing up and doing this over and over and craning your body and moving? Did you know moving burns calories? It's true. That reminds me. Hmm. Walkabout Mini Golf the most I've ever seen just completely lose track of your space in the room. Yeah. Like, for me or you playing it mm -hmm. like it was the most of like we knew you were playing it. you just walk over to my desk eventually oh, you mean us as a person yes. losing track yeah. not the headset right not the headset losing no. track but yeah. literally like because you <laughs> line up at a ball and then you do the mild adjustment by moving your body to exactly where you want to stand but then you do that 18 times in a row and all of a sudden you're right next to bob's desk and doing this and bob's <laughs> just hey <laughs> you're a little close you probably don't want to swing into that you probably don't want to slam your hands into my desk <laughs> i'm like yeah this is that's that's a good point 
Uh, so, of course, I try to have the yoga mat out now consistently, even for walkabout mini golf, because that gives me a sense of where the fuck am I in this room? Mm-hmm. Have I left the strip that is safe? Um, I'm very excited to get a little bit more space for doing VR stuff and have it just be a nice large square. Right. You know, that's roughly the size, hopefully, of the room scale VR experiences. Yeah, walkabout mini golf is really cool. But I already talked about that. I don't get to talk about it even more. Uh, I don't know how to say I've really been enjoying Ring Fit in a novel way after this many weeks. So I'm just <laughs> going to say I really appreciate all the different move types, how they interact, the challenges they're throwing at me. And I've spent most of this game being like, I will always change my move set to meet your weakness. And have as diverse a thing as possible. And as the game started really getting serious with me at the end and having things literally beat the hell out of me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I will drink a potion and then crush your leg weak ass with my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's just what we're doing here in the last three chapters. Uh, because when I hit an enemy and they're like, I'm weak to yoga, do the tree stance. And I'm like, I've been going for an hour. I would have struggled to do this from frame one. (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) I'm going to drink this chai tea and wreck you with my abs. Uh, but yeah, ring fits really great. I've been seeing a lot of people get into ring fit just from me talking about enjoying it on the uh, podcast and stuff. Uh, for anyone who's interested in looking into that, even if you're not interested in doing that, uh, we have a fit posting channel on the fan discord where people talk about their normal workouts, their ring fit workouts and etc. like walks, hiking, etc. Uh, using like smart watches or whatever to track it. And it's, it's been pretty cool. A lot of people in there working on their fitness. I, I feel like a jackass because I'm like, I played the video game and lost 30 pounds. But that's kind of like the exact thing I wanted to do. So right, I, like that's the point. I'm accomplishing my goal of being a jackass. <laughs> Good job, me. Uh, but that's it. I'm done talking about Ring Fit Adventures for the fucking 12th week in a row. Hey, Agro. Yes, sir. What'd you play? I was dosed last week. <laughs> Uh, someone, yeah. someone folded a pill and a slice of cheese and just shoved it in my mouth. So I've been playing a JRPG originally made for the fucking Vita. <laughs> I'm sure you it can't tell about. Buttery smooth 60 FPS now that it's on the PS5. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> What do I say about Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel? Um, This game has nine characters that it introduces immediately. But it's fine because have you seen an anime? You know exactly who these characters are. Ooh. (laughs) It's true. Although I got a little rug pulled because it was showing me all the characters and I went, okay, there, there's a green-haired glasses kid with a magic shotgun. That sounds awesome. You're going to be my boy. No. No? No. Yeah, sometimes they miss and he, that character is definitely a miss. <laughs> he, he, he's coming around, but oh, the fuck. That, that was a nut punch. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> He's like the he's like the closest thing to a like. I think Trails in general does a pretty good job of avoiding what I call persona writing, 
where <laughs> every single thing about a character is defined by one event in their past. Mm. And he does not escape that fate. Is he the one you posted a, a screen cap from on Twitter? Uh, no, that that is a, a different character. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a girl. Mm hmm. So it's fine. <laughs> that's yeah, that's how that the, works. Uh, that's the that's the Orihime's friend type character. Uh huh. I I also immediately thought of her. <laughs> yup. So this this might be one of the most mechanically dense JRPGs I've ever played, but it's equally deftly handled. So the ridiculous number of systems and menus and collectibles and currencies all just sort of intuitively work together and it's it's fine. Like every character has attack, arts, which are magic, craft, which are not magic, but... <laughs> And they both they're use... your they're the characters unique like shown in anime attacks. Yeah, they're like skills, and they, they they both use different gauges. And arts use basically MP, and and crafts use a, a craft point gauge that refills based on different stuff based on how your uh, what do they call the materia that goes into your orbits? Uh, oh God, quartz. It's quartz, quartz, and it goes into your orbment. An orbman is basically orbman. like a fancy pocket watch that you put jewels in and it lets you cast magic. And and you get those things by turning in one of the like 10 different colors of shit you get from monsters and you can link two characters and they'll do follow-up attacks based on this and based on the link level and that it, like there's a bajillion things in this game and I was terrified because when it opens it opens in in medias res and you're just like assaulting a base and you have all nine characters and the game's like Good luck. Man, I, RPG was like mechanics. Good Lord. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, Trails really does have a lot of mechanics that don't get overwhelming because they all combine really intuitively. It's fucking weird how well that fleshes together. Yeah, you get through like four tutorials and you're like, holy shit, that's all that shit in the beginning. I can do it now. That all makes sense. This is amazing. This, uh, the art style in this game is very like late PS1 core. Uh, but, you know, cleaned up, the textures are a little nicer, and since it's running 60 frames per second on the PS5, it looks immaculate. This is right where I am talking about when I mean, like, yeah, no, I want... Graphics don't have to be better. They can be a yeah. lot worse. This is what I want games to look like. This is charming as shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Everyone, it's a, it looks like a Vita game. I'm like, good. <sighs> I... I always think of the car crash scene that I've seen posted from these games where it's unreal. Oh, that, that's not until Trails of Cold Steel 3, which is an enormous visual upgrade boost from Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2, where, where, they, where they have a car that needs to move, and they don't really know how that should look, so it looks like an invisible hand is just sliding it around like, like they're fucking playing with toys. <laughs> <laughs> that's really great and i didn't check but is is reen the same voice actor as the main guy in valkyria chronicles is reen sean chiplock uh, yeah, yeah reen is sean chiplock yeah which i don't know if you, his career goes back as far as valkyria chronicles i don't think it does that seems like it would be 
Yeah, I feel like he'd too be too young. Back. As I sit here and go, how do I know Rain is Sean Chiplock when I don't know a single fucking thing about Rain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, Agar. They are, Sean Chiplock was not uh Okay. okay. He sounds pretty similar, and the first thing he says in the game is, all right, class seven, and I went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, Trails you... of Cold Steel is funny because every single voice actor in it blew up right after it, so you play any anime game made after it, and you're like, oh, there's a bunch of Trails of Cold Steel people. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that makes I've sense. I've heard a few people being NPCs. The, the chick who plays your instructor, Sarah, I, I swore she sounded like Lisa Ortiz doing a Masato impression. <laughs> and then I looked her up and she's the Netflix Masato. <laughs> oh. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. There are also some big voice actors in there, like uh, Juicis. I'm sure you've met him already. Mm -hmm. Is uh, is Ben Diskin, who was, you know, uh, Saye Aporo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you're getting to play the juiced up version because um when they came in to record lines for Trails of Cold Steel 3, I guess they were like, hey guys, record more lines for the first two games. To the degree that if you're playing in Japanese voices, with Japanese voices, at least on PC, I don't know about console. I don't think I'm not even sure if you can do it on console for one and two. You will get English lines anyway, because there are more voice lines in English than in Japanese. <laughs> huh. I did not expect uh, this game to be as deeply healing to my soul as it is because there's just something nice about going through a JRPG dungeon that is as linear as this is. Like, like it's not a single hallway, but it is a single hallway with branching paths. Mm. And then you go to the next and floor. It, and, and, like, and it's like the PS1 and equivalent and of like three screens long. Mm-hmm. Just like it's, the old days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds better than those Octopass dungeons. Like, it's one big screen, which never really sat that well with me. Hmm. I mm. mean, th there's always something to be said for the uh, mental reset that is going back and playing a game from at even just a generation ago. <laughs> uh -huh. It's also the, the balance between how important healing is in this game is interesting hmm. because I've played a lot of JRPGs and just ignored healing and I've been fine because I just do more damage and the boss dies before I do. <laughs> uh, this is a game where the healing is potent and you fucking need it. Which is weird because it's split between characters, arts and crafts and I can't Cards, not crafts. giggle every time I say yeah. it. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if that's intentional. It probably is. I would yeah, assume. Probably. Yeah. Nobody ends up on that turn of phrase. With the way it's balanced so far, it ends up making every boss fight a lot easier than just a bunch of tough enemies. Because I, I can keep up healing and rinse a boss, and you give me five or six enemies in a fight, and oh no, uh, action economy has kicked in, and I'm getting my ass kicked. Yeah. There, there is a lot of nuance to the combat system because it's one of those ones where they have like six difficulty levels, like four of them above normal. Mm. And I know that Sean Chiplock even streamed these games on the absolute highest difficulty. And he's like, look, I know the setup that enables the bosses to not even get a turn. 
<laughs> yeah, because it has that system from Grandia where you can do like a heavy attack at just the right time and knock a dude out of his attack phase, right? Something to that effect. Sometimes enemies, if enemies try to cast arts, you can knock them out of it. And also there's a thing um, some attacks do that you can stack with the right equipment and setup called uh, AT delay, which just moves their turn back. Mm. You can also physically move people in and out of spaces because the like it's not lined up turn base. You're in a circle and you have a certain amount of movement you have to do to get close enough to attack an enemy or attack them from range or do a line attack or an area. And you better hope that goes off before they move. And there's enough in this game to give me the constant pleasurable feeling of mm, I am not yet playing this optimally. There is room to grow. Yeah, that's always good to know yeah, there's you, a space this... to grow in. This is such a specific thing that I've never talked about it, but there is a real appeal to me playing JRPGs where by the end of a dungeon, I have optimized battles in this dungeon. Mm -hmm. I haven't optimized the whole game, but I can rinse random encounters as quickly as possible to uh, to get through it faster. Yeah. Which oh, feels yeah. like a, a point of satisfaction that they kind of forgot should exist. <laughs> You can do that a bit in Octopath Traveler when you when you've got their weaknesses down and get a uh, a rotation in mind. Mm -hmm. One thing this game does that is really weird and may drive me to lunacy and homicide is uh, <laughs> think of every other JRPG you've ever played, and you open the menu and you go to items and you pick your healing item, mm -hmm. you select it, hit use, and click on a character, and then okay. it heals them. And then the menu's still there, so you can use another one on this or a different character instead of dumping you back out to the first menu. So yeah. you have to go through it again. Wow, that's not as bad as Final Fantasy XII. It's still bad. Ooh, what is XII? <laughs> do? XII doesn't let you even... use the menu in the game, like in the in the main menu. You have to use a quick time menu in the open world. So it's Lament of Innocence. Yes. <laughs> Mm. I don't remember this. Maybe I just didn't use items to heal hardly ever. It doesn't come up often. But like, uh, I bought a bunch of books, and I you, you go into the books and you read them, and it'll give you uh, relationship and link bonuses. And instead of just doing that, and then letting me pick another book, every time I pick one, it dumps me out of the menu entirely. There are um, so many menus that just drop you out of it. What chapter are you on, Aggro? Uh, I f am I in chapter two? I'm on the second field study. Okay, so that would be chapter two. I was like, you're, he's talking about how Machias is a dick, so it must at least be chapter two. Yeah, that's like starting to wrap up. H have you realized that every party member is in their own anime while you're not around? <laughs> yes. No. Like as you walk around, because mm -hmm. you get these, because you're you're at a school, so you get these free time sections where you can go and hang out with your party members. Um, but not all of them you have to pick until New Game Plus, in which case they give you infinite infinite time to do that. Boo. But each character has their own little story arc that goes on with or without you. Like one character is like it's the the drama of the uh, like the croquet team, and the other one is like the drama of the chess club. <laughs> it's not even just your party members, like. This is a game where every random NPC has stuff to say, and if you keep going back to them, their stories keep unfolding. It's every it's wild teacher shit. and student at the school has a unique design, a unique name, 
and like six data points that will fill out over the course of the game if you talk to them at every opportunity. And that carries into the two, three, and four also. They are insane about how many distinct NPCs they give. Guess what? You can have a lot of distinct NPCs when you look like a Vita game. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it's true. Could, could there be any storytelling advantages to that? Probably not. <laughs> it is great that at a certain point I realized, oh my God, every main character in this game is full of shit and has a dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Did you play anything else, Dr. Hagra? Did anyone else slip any other pills into peanut butter and <laughs> feed it to you? Nope, I've been trying to cram that down my throat before uh, Armored Core 6 may or may not arrive tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Mm hmm. But we've saved so much money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, did you play anything this week? Uh, I finished the Thousand Year Door 64. <laughs> the uh paper mario mod that adds thousand year door mechanics into paper mario that's a fun way to replay that game uh they change the order you get powers i'm pretty sure because hmm. you get this you get the attack spell second right that's the second one you get i can't Am I insane remember. i don't know i have to look it up now <laughs> uh sorry say that again the second star power you get in Paper Mario originally mm. is the attack, right? No, it is not. I, I, I was looking at it wrong. Okay. But in this game, a lullaby sure is a lot more useful. The one that puts everybody to sleep. Because you'll ran because they, they have items now. So you'll enter a battle and one of them will have all the item that's going to fuck you. And then you pick lullaby and all the enemies get put to sleep and you can beat them to death. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can do, uh, they also, it also put in the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, like, badge upgrade system, where you don't get Quake Hammer, Mega Quake Hammer, and Ultra Quake Hammer. They just give you three copies of Quake Hammer, and you put on as many as you want Quake Hammer, Ooh. how strong you want it to be. Okay, that makes sense. They also hide a lot of, also, God, not being capped at 30 badge points is sure. Yeah. I think by the end of the game, I had 48 <laughs> and I'm like, cause I'm like, I, I don't need more than 30 health. I'll block. Yeah. I would simply block. Why wouldn't so I'm you? like, sorry, Bowser, this hammer swing does 16 damage. You're going to hell. <laughs> I also think they adjusted uh lady bows fan, uh, fan strike to make it better. Oh, how so? I think it did two damage a hit before. That was right, right? I think so. It hits five times for two damage, ten total. Mm -hmm. In this, it does... Hits four times and does four, three, two, one. Oh. So it's more useful against enemies that have defense. And right. I also think it... I also think it will ignore at least a little bit of defense. So like if an enemy has like one yeah. defense, it'll ignore it and still do full damage. That's that's really helpful. Man, I wish they had thought of that when making the game originally. The sheer amount of decisions we had to make based on uh, no one can do damage. Mm -hmm. Get the one person who can do damage. Uh, on, on the one hand, you can have a lot more badges equipped because it feels like they kind of lowered the badge point requirements for most things down to the thousand year door equivalent. 
which but it's not good because quick change was four badge points on in paper mario 64 it is now seven like it is in thousand year door which i guess is fair that's a really i don't know that's a really powerful (laughs) ability like it completely changes how you can play the game it's true it changes it to the way the game should play right Hey, that's not true. In in Paper Mario 64, at least you get Baby, who <laughs> can damage, pierce any enemy anywhere on the screen. So, you, so worst case scenario, you just have Baby out. Baby being the uh, the son with the watt, pacifier the, in his mouth. Yeah, the Watt. Yeah, why yeah, wouldn't I want to pl- walk into every cutscene with Baby out? Baby has so many important things to say. <laughs> I also finished streaming Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh. You know, this discourse pops up every so often on about whether or not a game can age badly. Mm-hmm. And then you get some people saying, well, it didn't change if all of human society and history was in a, was in a vacuum and nothing else affected anything else in the world. The game, the, obviously, that, that's how the world works, right? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. And this is maybe the best case of that because it's like, you don't have good writing. Like, it's not fun to pick these dialogue options because they're also stock. Mm. And like I said before, because it was Star Wars, the evil dialogue options are all always like, I'm evil to the benefit of no one, not even myself. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it, it was fine. I'm sure it was mind blowing when it came out. It was mind blowing when it came out. Cause I played it pretty close to release. <laughs> I also played it close to the release and dropped it immediately. <laughs> but, yeah, but boy, was just... <laughs> uh, it sure has the worst final area in a game in a while. Definitely the worst in any Bioware game <sighs> where they're just like, we're going to infinitely spawn enemies and send them at you. And I'm like, excuse me. You gave me an area to explore. What do you mean like doors are just going to randomly open and a fucking squad of dickheads are going to run in and take swings at me? Endlessly, infinitely. The whole point of these Dungeons and Dragons tabletop style systems is resource management. I can't do that against infinite guys. <laughs> not, and not only that, the final area is too long and between every floor... They have to cut to the villain who will who get who says nothing interesting. He literally it's four different variants of, oh, they've gotten past this, but how will they feel about my army of robots? And I'm like, you could have just had me open the doors to see robots. <laughs> that always just reminds me of Final Fantasy VII Remake when you're going through the sewers and they have to keep cutting to the guy looking at you on the security cameras because they need to hide the loading and they mm. want to have a cutscene. And they need to show anything but you in the cutscene because your outfit could be different from the pre-rendered video. Right. I'm so glad the PS5 has an SSD and we won't have to do that again. We won't have Uh, to. They might still do it, but we don't have to. So in every other Bioware game, every other one, if you want, you basically just pick the dialogue options that make sense to to the outcome you want and you get it. Like there's very few... You have this person has a specific personality. You have to kind of finagle them, which is like reaches its peak in Mass Effect where they just 
directional and color coordinated where it's like if you want to be the super good guy hold up upright so in this you so in this uh you have you have the, your sidekick jedi character who is named bastilla she's voiced by jennifer hale she has a stick up her ass and is the is the teacher's pet following you the entire game getting mad whenever you do anything cool or interesting don't worry, you um, never have to say oh, a lady is voiced by Jennifer Hale if you're talking about a video game from around 2004 and you use the term she. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets she gets kidnapped because because you do yet your point is okay. We have to stop the infinite Sith fleet coming from somewhere. You need to get the four pieces of the star map on these four different planets and go find the source of these all these infinite ships and destroy it or whatever so when you do three of them you get kidnapped but you get captured by the villain's big ship like you come out of hyperspace space and the star destroyer's there and you get tractor beamed mm -hmm. so during that uh that's when they reveal the big twist of the game which was so cartoonishly foreshadowed i don't understand how it tricked me when i was like 14 <laughs> where where you are actually, because the whole, the backstory of this game is, oh, the, the, the Sith, the, there were these two badass Jedi, Revan and Malak. And uh, they won, they won the Mandalorian Wars for the Republic, because the, Mandalori the Mandalorians all united together and started a war with the Republic. And they were getting their ass kicked until, until Revan and Malak took control of the Republic forces and beat them back. Anyway, then they both become Sith and start raging war against the Republic themselves. So a, a strike team of Jedi get on board Revan's ship and kill him, supposedly. Uh, you're Revan. The player character is Revan. <gasps> oh my god. What? Uh, which is really funny because like the, the first conversation you have with the first main party member in the game is like, I don't trust the force. It's so fucked up. It could be used to erase someone's personality and memories. <laughs> <laughs> Basically unprompted. <laughs> And then you immediately start having dreams of Bastilla fighting Revan on the bridge of the ship. So I don't understand how I was trashed, but I was when I was 14. Anyway, on the ship, they reveal your Revan and then Malik shows up and you do a boss fight that's supposed to show off how big and strong he is, but you rinse him effortlessly. And then Bastilla says, you guys leave, I'll hold him off. And she runs through a door and un an unbreakable blast door seal, so you cannot possibly go back and help her. Uh, anyway, he turns her to the dark side. And normally you would think, well, if you're just a little bit nice to her and tell her to come back to the light, um, it'll work and she'll come back to the light. That's not how it fucking works in KOTOR. There's an invisible point system that every dialogue option affects. And if you you have to get the point score above so high a, a, a number for her to successfully come back to the light, otherwise you just kill her. Um, and I fucked around a little bit, not even much, a little bit. I took like two options other than the biggest light side one, and it was I, I had to kill her. And you know what this big secret is? If you romance her, you almost instantly succeed that check. It adds so many fucking points if you're in a player romance with her <laughs> that uh, that you almost can't fail because you need 10 points. And I think if you're in a romance with her and say the come back to the light, Bastilla, I love her. I think it gives you six. And this is across like 15 dialogue choices. Right. 
which means if you're playing as a woman, it's actually pretty hard to successfully bring her back to the light. Oh, I didn't even think you could choose gender in that, huh? Yeah, you can you you could choose in all those, but they didn't add they didn't add uh, any gay romances until Mass Effect One. Hmm. Or maybe it was maybe maybe it was only. I guess it was technically in Mass Effect One, but it's in this cray area because it's only two girls and one of the girls is from an alien species that is only women. And then they didn't actually have any anything beyond that until Dragon Age. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think that Bio would just be like, the only way to bring her back to the life is dick. Like the light is dick. Yeah. And it's funny how Bioware has this real problem where if you kill a party member, they're like deleted. Like nobody else ever brings them up again. So I killed Bastilla and nobody even reacts to it. Like one, like one character mentions it as you're running to escape the exploding super weapon that uh, the star map leads to, which is called the Star Forge. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's very cool. It's much cooler than a bigger Death Star. It's a... Uh, it's a thing that sucks energy out of a, the sun it's on top of and uses that to spit out droids and ships. Mm. So you do the really bad boss battle against Mal, Darth Malak. So wait, like, it, oh, it can turn energy into matter. Yes, I guess. Okay. <laughs> See. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you beat up Malak in this final in this final confrontation. He's like. You thought you won, but I have a secret. I captured all these Jedi and put them in stasis tubes so I can life suck them so to refill my health. What will you do now, Revan? And then you're going, uh, I'm going to shoot the, the pods they're in with the destroy droid force spell and instantly eviscerate them and just run around and destroy all these pods and then beat you to death again. And there you go. Problem solved. That's how you do it. But, yeah. uh, and then they just rip off the end of uh, A New Hope for the end of this game. Where, you, where you're having the big medal ceremony where everybody gets a medal. <laughs> I was like, is it the ceremony? It can't that's, be that. That's, that's ludicrous. Funny. That's pretty funny. Oh, oh, this game has this game has brown Yoda. Oh yeah, that thing was hideous. <laughs> Which, because it's 4,000 years in the past, it can't be normal Yoda. He's only 900 years old when he dies. So they have a little, they have Yoda, but brown. He's brown Yoda. Great. <laughs> Let's see if the internet uh, will one bring the, it up one, if I type in Brown Yoda KOTOR. Yep. Look at this hideous <laughs> shit. I'm gonna put this on the one, fucking over and one of creature. The, uh, yeah, no, this isn't here or there, but one of the Jedi one of the three Jedi masters at the at the local council that you go to is voiced by fucking Ed Asner. Oh yeah. <laughs> so one of the, yeah. so one of them is just Cosgrove. Yes. That's great. But yeah, uh, Bastilla dying is not brought up at all. Like once it had in the ending at all, she's just dead. No, no, whatever. She fell to the dark side and died. Look, they just know it'd be awkward to bring up. <laughs> yeah, I sure can't recommend you play KOTOR in 2023. You can't? No, I can I can still recommend KOTOR 2 because that still has dialogue options I think about to this day. Like the one where you can just tell two guys to kill themselves with the force and they will. Always a good choice in Western RPG games. Absolutely. That's it's, my favorite shit. It, it's the only one I always pick even when I'm doing a light side playthrough. 
Because <laughs> it really is just like, well, you could use force persuade to to non-violently de-escalate. Imagine if Obi-Wan, instead of going, these aren't the, dro the droids you had look were looking for, just said, put your gun in your mouth right now. <laughs> they should remake the original Star Wars trilogy from that perspective. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't gotten some Disney show with some shit like that yet. But then it would be played for laughs. And there would be like, ha, 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 ha. And it'd be like, what the fuck is no, it was cool. Yeah, but they could they could rip off they could rip off the Jessica Jones Netflix show. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a lot of art is reactionary in the sense that it's made in reaction to something else. At least uh, corporate art. Did you? Uh, I mean, it's in general. Uh, did you play anything else? I played a little bit more of Trails into Reverie, but. I really got distracted by various things. So that those two things are the all I played. Mm. You know who probably played some games this week? I don't know. Who? Yeah, who? Who? <laughs> my wife, Eleanor. No, wait, the Podlords. Uh, oh my god. Finding out live, but this is set up right. And I guess it is this time. Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as BN12, Ely Broyles. I'm going to keep showing it every week. Bountiful blessings to you all. Jesus. Uh... Gift that keeps on sucking. <laughs> Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro. Hey there, Yoroichi. What information have you brought us today? Now that's layered. One on one shades of wonderful remastered. WTF, Spider-Man. Mr. I like spam. All right. Maybe it's time to give Fall Guys another go. I don't know what that is, and I'm deeply terrified. That is that is a fall guy in a Numuzu costume, and Numuzu, I think that's the name of them, Numuzu are the little catfish scrunko race from Final Fantasy XIV, because oh there's a Final God. Fantasy XIV fall, fall Guys crossover collab happening soon. Oh my God! I, I thought it was a catfish. I didn't know more. I don't need to It is to a catfish. It's like, it's like the catfish equivalent of a Moogle. Great. DFW3K, Muckbun, Shiny Mew has entered Paldea and is approaching Larry's location rapidly. I will buy this man some jelly donuts. Kristen, extremely financially irresponsible juice of frost. Kyle Bjork, today, from this day forward, we are all ravens. Well, maybe not from this day forward for me. Yeah, yeah. It might, might be someday next yeah. week. We'll Friday, get back to you on this. Next, next week, we don't know. I can't sigil up as a raven. Monster Hunter Ryzen and Raiden. In Hollow Cure, you can get stronger through fishing and farming. Please send help. Good lord. 
There is no more of an RPG than mini game. <laughs> Cooper Tank. We would come up with new bits, but unfortunately, there's a shortage. Uh, oh. oh. Oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> the Ochi grows impatient. He's held the Pikmin for two weeks. It's been more than two. They are wilting. Please take the Pikmin. Indigo Sorry, I'm not buying Pikmin 4. Don't say that. They'll get angry. <laughs> Indigo Sykes. Drive typecast. The cast of Millennium Microphone actually believes the proper way to dispose of a horse is to blow it up. Point and laugh. I don't know. That sounds effective, Bob. That might work. I feel like... I'd say the best, I'd say the best way is to eat it. The bones and everything? Sure. Yeah, you're just going to boil it. <laughs> you can, you can. Blowing up versus boil? Well, you, can use, you can use some of the parts. You, you, whatever you can, you use it. You don't blow it up. That's just wasteful. <laughs> You're gonna waste that whole horse. Like How am I gonna put seed. glitter on paper if we blow the horse up? <laughs> oh, no. When you're ready to burn sixty-nine million dollars to the ground, what did I miss? What is happening this week that sixty-nine million is disappearing? I don't know. Do you mean? Did they mean billion? Is this uh, about... Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> Trash Bandicoot! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Does he spin? I, I think he jumps and spins. I'm looking at that. Looks like it could jump and spin. And these graphics got too realistic, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I just got a text from FedEx saying like, our record's going to show up tomorrow. And they say, they say he's coming back from the gas station with cigarettes and a gallon of milk. Yeah, it does. Wow. <laughs> I hope it's not one of those things where it's like, it'll get here at 9 p.m. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sheen G16 would like to remind you that you matter. You are valid and deserve to play Arvid Core 6. Look, I know I deserve it. The question is, will I get to it? Right. <laughs> Me casting Otto's irresistible dance, moonbeam, cloud of daggers, and placing a guardian light on a boss in Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, you despicable bitch. <laughs> the Super Mim. Time to find out who's really voicing Mario in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. <laughs> I appreciate that he wears the hat on the outside of the white mask. Please don't be Jinkario. No, it is. I think it is. Oh, oh, oh god no. damn it. No. Oh, this it is. is exquisite. Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that isn't Jinkario and we're all just damaged, you know? <laughs> if we find out that he is voiced by Troy Baker, I will that die. Be, that would be the funniest casting possible. Just that somehow he can nail those fucking Mario sounds. <laughs> I, I want this to be true now. Think I'd let you wahoo this alone? <laughs> Sarlene. Timothy Fister has started episode six of Umineko. Please read Umineko. Wow. You're, 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 you're already 130 hours in. Only 70 more to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bearded Joe. 
Leochrome. Crungle Spum. Oh, Reggie, your powers can't work on me, silly Billy. The Rune Powder! The Rune Powder is real! <laughs> Can we get much higher? Nobody on this podcast has played Baldur's Gate 3 because it has this out on PS5. And very few of us have experienced any of One Piece. <laughs> also, we got to talk about brightness elements being like, this is an all-white background, and I can barely see this man's face. <laughs> We would like to announce that with the retirement of Charles Martinet, that Chris Pratt will be taking over. Shigeru Miyamoto. There it is. Arc Seaside. Dan, upon discovering just how many names he has to recite for future Pokemon Go to the Movies. Oh, well, that joke's on you. I'm not going to look that up ahead of, uh, like, hitting record. <laughs> That's right, Command and Conquer 4 on phones again! Yay! Fuck yeah! Please play Tempest Rising. Dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah! And Saber but evil? What? That's an evil mob! <laughs> she it's still ate taco those, right? I don't know. I'm Maybe the tacos sure, yes. turned her evil. <laughs> Oh, the, did she have one, a Diablo taco for Taco Bell? She, she could have had a Diablo taco for Taco Bell. I, I do very appreciate how uh, Fate Grand Order has all these evil versions of, of uh, ser servants they introduce, but then they have to keep bringing them back for, like, comedy shit, so they have to give them really bizarre character traits. <laughs> Thank you very much. To our pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank, Thank you, pod, you, pod lords. lords. And if you'd like to become a podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcasts. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also get commentary tracks whenever we do a Cursed Content Club, which is every other month at least now. And you get a patron-exclusive show every other month where we watch a good thing and talk about that called Blessed Blunt and Blub. Uh, you also get various other benefits, extended sh sh content when such things exist. You also get an entire movie, Isolation 119, which we may revisit sometime in the near future, because a lot of people hear me saying this and then don't go seek it out. Yeah. Uh, so Isolation 119, a stellar film about a man getting a tax write-off. <laughs> uh, subscribe soon to be to be right there at the ground floor for the commentary for X-Men Origins Wolverine. A movie that has a thirty, a final thirty minutes so insufferable it gave all of us cancer. That's <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/gbpodcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps immensely to tell your friends. Rate us on Thursdays. Rate us with a T on your podcast app of choice, or like this video on YouTube and leave a comment right now. Patreon.com/slash/gbpodcast. Uh, we had a really exciting product announcement from the last week, um, and I kind of want to bring that to the front, if that's okay with you guys. Um, Xbox found a way to like uh, do their own version of the Blades that Sony's doing that they did two generations ago. They have a new solution. It's very clever. It's uh, this. Then <laughs> you, <just laughs> you put your console in the same cube. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, this is slightly different from the real GIF. Uh, Bob, would you like to explain? Is this your news? Yeah, sure. Okay, explain the Xbox wrap. Uh, the Xbox wrap is a bizarre, like, 
cardboard box you put around your console that is seamed over around certain things, like the ones they announced so far. You can get a Starfield one or a camo one. Why is it camo? Why is that the first one? That's well, there's two different camo ones. Does that help? Uh, no, that actually does it, and that's kind of insane. That they made you know two... why it's camo. You know who their base is. I, right. I'm gonna pretend I don't though, <laughs> to maintain negotiations. Uh huh. Um, oh these things God. are fifty dollars for a Starfield one or forty five for the camo ones. The Starfield one comes out October eighteenth, which is still a month after that game, right? What? Yeah. Why, is it, taking, why it, is it taking that long to print this binder? I don't know. Yeah, it. It just looking at the gift, it's like this is a cheap school binder with that thin plastic cover. Yeah, like what's up with this minimalist Starfield motif and not like crazy space dolphins and Lisa Frank shit, like a real Trapper Keeper. Yeah, real Trapper Keepers were cooler. <laughs> I can't find this GIF. Um, I think Polygon had it. It was on a lot of the major news sites that uh, posted about it. Huh, interesting. Okay, because their own post doesn't. Weird. Oh, God, it is a Trapper Keeper. Yeah, it you know, is. I never had a tra- you know, I never had a Trapper Keeper. The first time I ever heard of one was South Park. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? This 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 weird book that has all these features and becomes a monster. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I remember them being a thing, and they're like, <laughs> I I I think I had one back then because everyone had one back then. Um, except for you, Chris, and we all laugh at you. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the the camel ones don't come until November tenth. Okay, so here's the actual Shame Cube GIF. Of how it goes into this thing. Look at that shit. That is a trapper keeper with magnets. Yeah. How much is this? $50. Is that a magnet? Are you yeah, sure yeah. it's not Velcro? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's magnetic. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that looks like a magnetic pad. Because if you look at the backside. There we go. It's got that like pad where it's, if it's Velcro, I'm going to scream. But it looks like a plastic that would have a magnet inside. And if it isn't, I'm going okay. to scream. But 50 fucking dollars? Yeah, $50. that that looks really tacky for fifty dollars. It does. I have to wonder if it looks better in person, but I can't imagine it doing that. I imagine it looks way worse in person, frankly. Yeah, I, look, I, look, the people with three D printers will be cranking out these for whatever design you want within like a month anyway. I can't wait to get a uh, some unbelievably weeaboo one. People with construction paper and a box cutter will be cranking these out. <laughs> right? <laughs> so weird. Like, I, I think I could buy a box of General Mills cereal. We'll have a pattern of this on the inside. Uh, so those ca- camo patterns are really bad. Even for camo patterns. I don't even remember them. So I, I just can... looked at them. I can, I can pull it up. Maybe the audience has some opinions on it. One moment. New Xbox console wraps. Experience the power of the Series X in style. Okay. Hopefully this image is both images. Uh, They have a vertical split in it, so I would assume. Here we go. Yeah, those suck. Those are pretty bad. Those are... I'm not a fan. Uh, mm. Chat, that is snow. (laughs) You're all damaged. (laughs) I'm, gl- I'm glad your ass isn't archived on YouTube. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, these are not great. Yeah, like, this is fucking hideous. This is the $45 one, right? Yeah. They wh- look like Nickelodeon camo or something like that. Yeah, I don't Yeah, why wouldn't you roll out ones for big 
Microsoft franchises. I get you don't want to draw attention to the games you're not making. Like Master Chief, you don't want to yeah, put them on an there, Xbox. Yeah, why isn't there like why isn't there a bad duplicate of that Halo Xbox you shipped? Why isn't there a Gears one? Right. Also, it's insane because it's like you sold me the fucking Xbox with a picture of Master Chief when that game wasn't at launch anymore. Why wouldn't you sell me a wrap now? I, it also like how late they're launching this. Like this is what? What are we? Th three years. Three into? years in. Yeah, three, three years, years in. And it feels like this is their replacement for doing special edition consoles. But that means they're they are sticking with this for a while. <laughs> Like, this is the design of the Series X going forward. Like, there's no redesign coming soon. That's the feeling I get from it, at least. Maybe. I mean, we had the Spider-Man blades come out and the PS5 Slim's clearly coming out soon. That's true. These series wraps are meant to last you as long as Microsoft's in the console market. <laughs> Let's move on. Sure. Do you want me to keep going or do you want sure, to jump yeah. around? You, you, you go. Uh, Star Wars Dark Forces Remastered by Night Dive Studios. It's announced. So it's uh, going to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and Steam um, with up to 4K 120 frame per second support. Thank you. That Red Dead shit's embarrassing. It, it really is. Uh, it also has new cutscene artwork. Which is where our mod moth on the thumbnail yeah, comes yeah, from. Yeah, I, I, I sure hope you can turn that off. Yeah, they show the like transition between the two in this trailer, so I really hope that you can just be like, yeah, just give me the old stuff. It it also has like weird 3D cutscenes in some places now, which I assume were just sprite art before. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really hyped for this. I hope they do Dark Forces Two. Dark Forces Two is the one I really like, but this one is still cool. It introduces I, I, dark troopers. Ooh, I didn't I didn't like this playing on the sort source port earlier this year, but I'm dumb enough to pay money for a, a more enhanced port to try again. <laughs> this time will be different. Yeah, I I downloaded that source port earlier this year. I never even booted it. Yeah, I want to know all about Kyle Katarn, or as some wikis call him, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in in the in the indistinguishably, you know, proof that the old Star Wars canon was superior. Rogue One, Disney Star Wars, takes an enor takes a super team to get the Death Star plans. They all get killed. It, it's very tragic. Old EU. Kyle Katarn a blaster in 10 minutes and you have the Death Star play. That's true. <laughs> There's, here's a picture from IGN of uh, the cutscenes. Uh -huh. Why'd she look like that? <laughs> Why does any of this look like this? I don't know, man. I think the, one was, the Vader image is a little better because it okay. captures some part of the this is really janky and funny aspect okay. that the original cutscene had. Right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it just looks like AI art. <laughs> it does have that feeling. And it I'm... really does. Bob, do you have any other Night Dive news? Yes, I do. They're also doing Turok 3 Shadows Finally. of Oblivion. That's fantastic. I just need all three Turoks remastered. A game I just didn't know existed because I played Rage Wars the year before this and thought that was three, but that was just an arena shooter. So I never played another one after that. This one actually has story, though. It's unlike Rage Wars, which was just really? trash. Okay, one moment. I need to see if I even knew about this. That is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I guess I thought Rage Wars was also three. Right? That's this was released in two thousand on the sixty four. Oh, so oh, yeah. I'm very interested in this though. Right? It looks neat. 
why they just skipped Rage Wars? <laughs> I would have been fooled again. And it's like, I guess there's no certain. Are you, are you sure they skipped Rage Wars? That might have already been remastered. Uh, maybe. Uh, let me let me type it in and see if the Steam link or anything comes up. Okay, no, I'm not seeing anything. Oh, there's a Game Boy Color Rage Wars game, Bob. Maybe, Why? Maybe that's the good one. Maybe. But how do you even depict the gun that bores a hole in someone's head and juices their brain? I don't in, know. In a Game Boy Color. I don't how know. do you do you that? Don't, you don't have enough colors for all the juice coming out. <laughs> Let's move on. Sure. Uh, Persona 3 Reload. We have a date for it. It's February 2nd. It's also going to be $70. That's not a good choice, but Atlas has always overcharged for their shit. Always. Back on the 3DS, when it was like, here, our 3DS game is $50 fucking dollars. It's true. They always want to do it. This is also the day after Relink, so it's good I won't have any urge to spend that money. Mm-hmm. Not that I would anyway. I'd get a month of Game Pass, because it's day one there. Oh, my God. It's another one of those? I forgot. I was really certain I was interested in this, and then you just said it was $70, and I'm like, let me think back on every $70 experience I've had this year. Forspoken, Final Fantasy 16, and Immortals of Avium. Yeah. Hmm. That's a great taste left in my mouth by all of those. It's okay, two of those technically I got a code, but I just strongly associate that as what a $70 game is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird <sighs> to see this like remake of an old game be like, yeah, $70. I know it's a fully remade game, but at the same time, like that doesn't feel you great. Still, you still yeah, get to skip not. so much fucking time in pre-production. How fucking dare you charge 70 yeah, that's gross. Is there any more expensive edition that is even bigger of a stake possible? There's a $200 edition where you get a statue of Aegis uh, art book and a soundtrack. And I was like, I just want the soundtrack. I don't need this robot girl statue. No, no you you love this, actually. You need this. Um, yeah. Yeah, that and it coming out days after uh, Grand Blue. It's just like, man, I guess I'll be waiting several months. Also, it's going to... I think this has a PS4 version. Is that also 70? Are we now in the place where it's like, no, it's also for PS4 version? I don't know. Something charged 70 on At PS4. Atlas is, the, Atlas is the unbelievably shitty company that was like, we're doing an upgrade for Persona 5 Royal to next-gen consoles. There's no upgrade path. It's $70. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was it 70? I thought that was still 60 maybe it was 60 i think that was 60. someone out there did charge 70 dollars for a ps4 game was it call of duty it might have been because they they didn't want a separate upgrade path right okay it's 70 you have to buy both at the same time ps4 and ps5 there probably won't be a physical ps4 version hmm hmm uh Moving on. Yeah. Uh, Project Mugen was announced, which is not the Mugen you may know, the fighting game mashup bizarre thing made by com the community. Uh, this is a Chinese super game from NetEase. The trailer looks insane. It seems to be Marvel Spider-Man, but anime. So you can choose all these different anime characters. Like you have uh, an anime girl with a sword. You got like a person who has third person gun shooting combat. You got somebody who knows telekinesis so can literally show around objects in the environment. And the environment seems to be this gigantic open world city uh, that you can Spider-Man around. Okay, so Steel when you cars. say anime Marvel Spider-Man, you mean it is like an anime aesthetic 
the video game Marvel Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. Man, that title's so good. <laughs> yeah, I wish that they had made a title for this Marvel. That would have been cool. PS4. But I think at this point, that would have scared people. Based on how, uh, like, all the other ones That's went true. for a while. Um, this game looks insane. I feel like there's almost no way it can actually be as good as it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, I, like I keep saying, when, when these games start coming out, either they will line up, either, you know, the entire Western side of the industry will collapse and go, that makes sense, look at their fucking competition. Or they will all be lies, every single one of them. This looks really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. trailer looks insane. Yeah, though they keep it does that thing like Infinity Nikki where the gameplay entirely shifts every couple seconds. <laughs> Apparently it'll be carjacking. You have some characters with special vehicles to drive around. <laughs> like I said, you can Spider-Man around the city. Yeah. Yeah, this looks awesome. Holy shit. I have signed up for the beta <laughs> whenever that happens. Yeah, they, they might just let people start playing this sometime within the next year, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, either everything in this trailer is fake or it's way closer to it being done than we think. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Sony Interactive Entertainment's entering an agreement to acquire Audis. It, it's A-U-D-E-Z-E. -E. I actually missed this news. Huh. Yeah, they know about these people. Oh yeah, just they're a headphone manufacturer. Yeah, they're they're the high end headphone manufacturer. They do both regular and gaming uh -huh. oriented stuff. Yeah, they do. Um, apparently, they'll still be able to develop products for other platforms and not just PlayStation. Um, but yeah, this stuff always sucks. Yeah, I wonder what the hell spirited this moment. It seems to be related to all the other audio stuff that they've been trying to do. Of like, hey, we we want to have really high end audio it's like that later thing with the playstation link and the uh yeah i guess it was just called that for their high-end audio technology mm -hmm. yeah and what what's the engine they they have like uh a term for the processing you're talking about the ps5 tempest audio yes tempest audio yeah that's more of a 3d acoustic solution but you know buying a headphone menu that's right that's interesting and weird, and I guess they just realized how profitable headphones are and wanted to bolster their... Because it's worth yeah. noting, it's Sony's PlayStation division that bought them. Right. Sony, normal Sony, has wireless earbuds, and they're actually mm -hmm. really competitive with the AirPods. Mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the space of, like, wireless earbuds, it's basically those high-end beats, weirdly enough, the AirPod slash AirPod Pros, and then the Sony ones. Those are like the top three dogs in that space. So it's really fucking weird for the PlayStation division to be like, we bought, we bought those. We bought a headphone manufacturer. It's like, you are a... All right. Look, they want to hide the highest quality thing possible on the Pulse brand. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, doesn't seem like a waste to you? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, remember when... Wait, no, it was Core. Core was the name of the magazine. The yes, digital magazine. The digital magazine. They made that leaked their own product. God, <laughs> PS3 Gen Sony is so funny. Man, what a time. Yeah, what a fucking time. But okay, did they announce anything else other than we bought these fuckers? Yeah, they, I don't think the, the purchase is even fully gone through. I think they just announced that they will buy them. Why did they... Whatever, god damn it.
Yeah. I mean, corporate consolidation is based. <laughs> Sony's so based for doing this. They're so cool. Um, Project Q now has a real name. It's the PlayStation Portal. Project Q hyphen light. Because for some reason, that was what they announced the name as. But yes, Project Q Lite's now just called PlayStation Portal. All right. <laughs> um, someone's going to buy this thing that is portable that plays video games. Yeah. It's going to happen. There's, there's no like, way it's really? not going to happen. You think someone's going to buy a PSP and expect it to play video games? Yeah, it's a radical yeah, I, situation. Are they going to ship this shit to retail? Because I feel like... Jim Ryan speed running the late nineties in terms of pissing off your, your fucking contacts at retail. I like I, I, I'm just picturing like Bob used to work at GameStop. Imagine they shipped this thing. How many people are bringing it back the next day being like, this doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah. I would be the only one in the store who literally tells everyone don't buy it. It's got it. This is what it actually is. I know the box makes you think it's something completely different. So of course everyone just buy. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're not at the GameStop no. locally anymore. No. So I bet if we go in there and we ask them, what is it? They're like, it's a portable PlayStation. Probably. <laughs> like, I can't believe Jim Ryan saw what happened to the fucking Wii U, at least in part because everybody misunderstood what it was and went full speed ahead. <laughs> Someone convinced us we, we need... We need an answer to the Switch and the Steam Deck, but do not want to actually make one of those. That's right. hard and would require development resources. Instead, just make something nobody wants. Right, yeah, no. They legitimately set out to make the easiest solution to having a competitor to the Steam Deck and the Switch's value proposition. Yeah, it doesn't I'm even... I'm worried it's... that it's not even that angle. I'm worried that they went, well, nobody called our discless PS5 the perfect bedroom console. We need something that's the perfect bedroom console. <laughs> but, but you still have to own the the PS5 in order. The to... perfect bedroom console. Then you try to boot a game and it's like, I need the disc in me. You're like, I have to leave my room to go to the living room to stick a disc in my console. Mm. Honey, it's four in the morning. What are you doing? <laughs> Just trying to flip through the folder to find the correct disc. I'm putting a disc in my PS5 so I can play it on the portable in bed next to you because I've lost control of my life. <laughs> I, even, I feel like a lot of people also expect that if if it's not a real portable, to it be a streaming console like other people have released, like the cloud, like the cloud stuff, mm -hmm. and it does not do that either. Just so we're clear. Which is nuts. Maybe the reason they didn't announce that it's doing that is because they haven't launched that functionality. Because that shit's in beta right now, actually. Okay. The PS5 streaming shit. Okay. Like, f there are people using their PS5s who are in yeah, that but beta it, doing it, it that. It doesn't right do now. the PS4. It doesn't do any of that. They, they like, specifically said it wouldn't do... No, what I'm saying is they're not going to sell that saying it can do that because they haven't launched the back end to stream PS5 at all, which is the sole functionality they're going to build in. Mm. Right. So that's possible. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you're saying... Because you're not going to put on the box, hey, it does this, and it's like, that comes later. Right? They just want you to be sold on the notion of doing it in your own house. Because there's not... I would assume words important that if you can do it locally from a ps5 then you could reasonably using the same thing do it 
to the internet. Like, at the end of the day, it's a remote play client getting a video stream from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have that feature running at all. That feature doesn't exist, period, yet. So, like, what would they sell it to? The Like, one, they like, would have to engineer the PS4 remote play, which, mm-hmm. why would they do that? They're almost done with the 5. Right, but I wasn't talking about the remote play angle. I was talking about, like, how you can stream PS3 and PS4 games from the cloud. Right, but they don't want to... There's a distinct possibility they want to get the whole thing up and running because, sure, let's say PS4 or PS3 is something it can do. They wouldn't launch it with that because then people would be like, I thought it played PS5 games. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want to launch half of that. Right. But so the, instead, they're walking up to the market and going, it plays it from the PS5 you already own. Right. And they're like, but I already own a PS5 that can play PS5 games. It and only does it in your home, too. <laughs> Yeah, the use cases for this are so small. Like somebody came up, the the one I keep seeing is, what if your partner wants to use the TV to watch Netflix, and you want to use it to put, and you want to play your PS5, which I feel like is such an unbelievably small use case that you would never spend two hundred dollars for. Like you can't even say I mean, kids because at this point, kids have their own TVs. I see that use case stated non-fucking-stop everywhere I go on the internet for the Switch, mostly, and the Steam Deck in a very small percentage of situations. People legitimately say that's one of their favorite things about the Switch. Yeah, the, I, that is apparently, when I worked at GameStop, I heard that all the time. Just there is not a second TV in the home. Right, for, for, well, for, well, the, for the dad. Well, I mean, there might be, but it's in a different room, right, and maybe they want to stay next to... Maybe, let's entertain that they don't hate their spouse. <laughs> maybe they want to be near their spouse I, and continue to play the game. This is a real thing. This is... Is it, is this it a is, thing that somebody's going to buy a $200 device that does nothing else? I wouldn't. But yes, someone will. How will large enough is the people percentage do that? Of, PS5 I don't know. I don't know at what point. Like to me, this seems like now we have the feature that the that the Switch has that we can't compete with. Because as sad as this is, as condemning and sad as this is, I think there are more people in that exact use case than people legitimately playing a portable on the go nowadays. Right, where especially America, where we don't have public transit. And if you were doing it at school, chances are you'd be on your fucking phone. And this wouldn't do that anyways, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say more people are doing shit on their phone at school than on their Switch, mm-hmm. by and large. Uh, because, yeah, the, I hear this use case stated non-fucking-stop. The PlayStation Portal could outsell PSVR 2 is a uh, point raised in chat. It's no. possible, and I would be very mad. It's possible hey. for the sun to mysteriously go out tomorrow. <laughs> it's not very fucking likely. That might be the plot of a new Marvel show. <laughs> and I wouldn't know. But yeah, a lot of people love the Switch, and they're like, I love that it's a portable. And I'm like, you play that outside? And they're like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a thing. Uh, so who knows? Maybe. Maybe this is like I have nothing in common with these people. I'm not pretending to be them, mm-hmm. but I hear them everywhere I go of I being need like this to fail so badly that it gets put on lists. <laughs> that would be really good. I need this to be like this pissed off retailers. Nobody bought it. 
Jim Ryan goes down in history as one of the worst executives of all time for pushing it through. This is in my list of, of things that are only getting released because of momentum. Hmm. I, I do want it to fail if that builds towards a case of getting rid of Jim Ryan because that <laughs> man sucks. Um, and like when you look at what's getting done and what isn't getting done, it will drive you insane. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we have a portable that's not portable, mm-hmm. but yeah. we don't have a new Apis game. I, we have a Horizon VR game, an online multiplayer game, a third one to develop. No Apis game. We're looking at, and spoilers for news in 10 seconds, a fucking medieval movie. But there's no Ape Escape. Is it, that really what we're doing here? Don't worry, Dan. The um the portal is really Jim Ryan playing 4D chess. It is the first phase in his master plan to bolster PSVR as an ecosystem. In six months, they're going to release the plastic headset that this screen <laughs> slots into. Oh my god! And turn it into a wireless streaming, low-cost PSVR two alternative. That the makes perfect you puke to death if you VR use it. Headset. And then they call it the PlayStation Schlabo. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare! Uh, hey, Bob, there are other exciting PlayStation products you're here to tell us there about. There absolutely are not. Oh, damn. But I will tell you about two products that were announced. Okay, go ahead. Hey, some people like these products. I also share nothing in common with them. Uh, there is a new Pulse Elite wireless headset. That's their big, the big, 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 big chunker. headset. Yeah. And uh, Pulse Explore wireless earbuds now have a name. They, they're called the Explore before they were just announced as earbuds. Earbuds, yeah. Um, those are 200. Oh, cool. The Elite is 150. Cool. Uh, the neat thing about this news, though, is they also are introducing something called PlayStation Link, which is a new audio, audio technology that is for wireless, low latency, and lossless audio. For people who don't know, lossless audio is really fucking hard to do via Bluetooth. It is questionable. It loses its connection very easily, and it is not low latency. So them solving both of those problems at once is pretty impressive. Yeah, they, they apparently this will each of these new headsets will come with a, a USB adapter you plug into your PlayStation or PC or Mac or Mac. Uh, it works <laughs> with all of those. There's there's one guy out there, and you can <laughs> yes, and you can buy more of them because apparently this will just be a standard going forward, and you can have it linked to you can like have it switch between what it's linked to. Can I? Oh my God, this is insane, Bob. What's up? Can I hook my PlayStation Link USB adapter into my Switch and use my PlayStation headset for lossless low latency audio on my Switch? I don't know. We need to find out. I I might need to find out. That actually is a very interesting proposition. Mm. More people then would buy that than the PlayStation Portal. (laughs) They're like, damn it. God damn it! <laughs> this isn't how this was supposed to go. <laughs> Bob, do you have any thoughts? You worked you worked gamer retail. I did. Do the gamers love wireless headsets? They do love wireless headsets, as far as I can tell. Um Yeah, the the Pulse brand sold pretty well. I think it makes sense for them to try doing earbuds too. I that could be neat. Yeah, I I know people who swear by the pulse. Mm-hmm. The that case for the earbuds is cool. Yeah, that looks that looks felt. Yeah, like slides open. Can I? Can I? Can I plug the USB adapter 
okay, into a USB Type A slot that goes into USB Type C, and then plug that into this year's iPhone, <laughs> and then have PlayStation earbuds for my iPhone with a dongle and another dongle sitting in my pocket. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I maybe it says in the article and I missed it if they have Bluetooth as well. So uh-huh. you can just bypass this for these. I'm not sure. I mean, this would be a fundamentally different technology for Bluetooth. Right. Um, you're you're talking about the if the earbuds have Bluetooth as well. Right. I would assume. It would so be that kind way of, most people could use them. Right. It'd be kind of crazy. Like, no, these earbuds are only for your console. Only for the dongle. But yeah, this dongle, all these weird propositions I'm making would work if the dongle just handshakes as a USB standard audio device, which you would think it would because it's compatible with Mac and PC. Right. <laughs> right. I need to buy two hundred plate, two hundred dollar PlayStation earbuds for my Switch. It's fucking insane. But hey, whatever. They solved the problem, seemingly. Seemingly, yeah. This is another thing where I was like, yeah, I'd love to hear if that's actually good, as good as they say. Me too. Because if they were, I would never stop singing their praises. Frankly, <laughs> if these were the first earbuds that actually sound good wirelessly because they aren't a compressed technology, that would be really swell. Mm-hmm. That fucking doggle in my fucking phone's doggle in my fucking phone's doggle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to Agro's news. Agro! Oh, I don't like this. I'm I'm just going to read their tweet word for word because <laughs> Denuvo has tweeted, we're thrilled to announce that our top tier protection technologies are officially accessible as authorized Nintendo Switch middleware on the Nintendo developer portal. This is followed up by an image that looks like they just said uh, Breath of the Wild, but shitty into an AI bot. Yeah. Uh, I, if any company uses this, it will not, first of all, it will in unquestionably make the game run worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but it's they on said the it won't again. Yeah, they, they can say that as much as they want. <laughs> Apparently that's legal. They said it'll also stop the rampant problem of Switch games being emulated on PC day one. Okay. Who cares? That, that's a fucking they challenge. They sell fucking 30 million fucking copies. Nobody gives a yeah, shit. It's Not, like, I don't even think they, Nintendo gives I don't shit. think you've read Denuvo's statement that if you don't have Denuvo, your sales will suffer. Oh my God. Yuzu has, a, <laughs> Yuzu has a fucking Patreon. If Nintendo cared, they'd be deleted from history regardless of what the law says. Yeah, they, they sold so many copies of Tears of the Kingdom. This, this argument holds no water. <laughs> that there, there's a strong argument for it. They couldn't have possibly sold more copies. And let's be real. This is Denuvo. That will be cracked within an hour. Right, yeah, no. Like, mm-hmm. your game will just Wait. be worse forever. They can probably build some bypass into the fucking emulator. Exactly. So once they crack it once, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I need... I'm trying to think of a job that I would respect a person less for having than finding out they worked for Denuvo. Like, I'm sitting here <laughs> scraping my brain. It's like, I think I'd have more respect for someone who programs drone fucking algorithms at BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Like, like this have, is an actual quote that their emulation protection 
is a must-have for publishers to monetize the games fairly on Switch. Oh. Like, this this is... We, we have hit Fox News levels of, you're just lying now. <laughs> you are lying and fear-mongering to sell shit. Go to hell. So, yeah, DeNuvo announced that, and the gamers replied with, um... Well, they just... They just shoved him in. <laughs> That's too nice. That's too nice. The gamer should fucking reply by wheeling in a guillotine. Right? There need to be spikes in that cube. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, PlayStation. This is rumors, which I wish were more rumory and less valid. So I didn't talk about it. It didn't seem like a looming threat. So this is more of a PSA than a normal news segment. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can get all this down correctly. So PlayStation Productions just basically did a mission statement video where they're like, this is our goal here at PlayStation Productions. And in two different parts of this, they show off things they haven't announced content as a video stuff, whether series or movies, based on either of these characters. The characters are Deacon Days Gone and Sir Daniel Fortescue. Why? And weirdly enough, when the tweets started coming out, pointing out Sir Daniel Fortescue, two different Hollywood writers quote tweeted it with cheeky, if you know, you know, and then a think emoji and, and shade emoji. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking Jim Ryan, I swear to God. Come on. It's, it's, we, it's fucking wild how I've tried to hold back on Jim Ryan and Herman Holst are hacks with enormous bias towards the European side of, of Sony because that's what they grew up with and that's the, the background they come from. But the, like doing a fucking medieval movie, no, that's it. It's it, it, that That's why everything's Horizon. That's why all these other franchises are getting neglected. It's because they have brain damage. <laughs> the, the, so fucking I don't insane. know if you know this, but, pl but playing a game at 50 hertz does long-term rot your mind and destroy your decision-making capabilities. <laughs> Oh my like, god. Nobody fucking knows what medieval is, my man. Not a single person gives a shit about medieval. Yeah, you, you dropped that fucking medieval remake. Like, oh, we can we can bounce off the success of of uh the, the crash the crash in Spyro things. Guess what? Nobody fucking bought it because you picked the absolute worst fucking one of those to do. You could have done any jack thing, any uh sly thing, any ratchet thing, and sold like five million units. Nobody gives a fuck about medieval. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, maybe it's Ape Escape's fault. No. They got a bad anime and then they got a bad Frederator animated thing. <sighs> maybe it's their fault. They made a bad PlayStation Move game. Maybe I deserve this. Maybe Ape Escape fans deserve this. Maybe Jim Ryan's right, you know? I'll just go get in the coffin now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. Medieval's going to take off all over the world. But Ape Escape has no chance. None. No one would watch a movie with cute monkeys. None. Not a single person. You couldn't even just get a respectful anime studio to make a, a no, show. No. It's impossible. No one. Netflix doesn't want that. No. no. They would just put it in the coffin, too. <laughs> and for anyone who didn't follow, because we talked, to, I think, about this last year. I can't remember. But the Deacon Days God series was actually rumored a year ago. So this is just another step towards midnight on the doomsday <laughs> clock. <laughs> It's so bad because, like, no matter how old that actor gets, the guy who plays Deacon Days Gone, 
Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's still perfect for the role. He could be 70 and he it would be like, be. oh, it's so perfect. Right? Like, there's no point in which he's not no longer like, no, it's the old guy that people are supposed to associate with. He just <laughs> slots perfectly into that role of aging action hero. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I actually will be okay with the Days Gone one, if, but you literally have to get Sam Witwer to be Deacon. Yeah. Yeah. God. At that point. We know a third Days Gone spoiler cast is inevitable. Because <laughs> we have to get ready to watch the show. It's insane that they, they would greenlit a show and then be like, no, don't make a sequel. What are you, stupid? No one would buy that. Right, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, that is fucking weird. Sony is so fucking strange right now. PlayStation Productions end of them is just like, look at all the value in these IPs. And Jim Ryan's like, they're lying. The penis is good. The evil. <laughs> the gun is good. Only Horizon. I like, you know what? My mental image for fucking Jim Ryan now is Zardoz. He's just a giant statue with a flapping jaw. <laughs> Fuck. So upsetting. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm, move, I'm done thinking about this. I hope this didn't add any more credibility to the fucking Jack movie with Tom Holland. I hope that didn't. Happen. I will take this way that take that way before these. It's Tom. It's more Tom Holland. I feel like I'm tapped out. Also, he can't be the main character of two different PlayStation movies. He can't. That's messed up. That's fucked up. Did you know there's more than ten actors in Hollywood? They always forget. They do. <laughs> they do. Uh, apparently the sick fixed Sonic Origins Plus. That's insane. That's completely inconceivable. It's been over a year, right? No, no, okay. that was the one that launched this summer, but it's because it's plus. Oh, okay. But that means that, they that, fixed the whole package. Right. I'm like, no, you can't, you don't give them the like, oh, plus this is a separate game. It isn't. I mean, it is because you go to the store, you buy the game that says Sonic Origins Plus, and inside there's the disc for Sonic Origins. They give you a DLC code for the plus, and I'm like, I'm not buying this then. I would have bought a physical <laughs> copy if the actual thing was on the disc. So stupid. Anyways. Apparently, all the titles on this collection will now have a nearest neighbor upscaling mode. Players can toggle the Game Gear sound to be mono instead of that fucked up shit that was coming out of it before, where they put an echo filter and it was stereo. God, what stereo. is wrong with them? Uh, and now Game Gear games will properly fill the provided screen space. I never thought they would touch this collection to fix a single fucking aspect. Yeah, not after they released Plus and didn't do it. Right, and Plus was just, yeah. Mm. So that's it for my news. I'm glad they fixed it. Now I'm thinking about buying it. Hey, Chris. Let's talk okay, about let's... Chris news. Uh, Charles Martinet is stepping back from recording voices for Mario. He's now going to be Mario Ambassador. He is not in Mario Wonder. No reason was given. I presume he's just because you know, they used the same clips for a very long time. I assume he maybe just can't nail it anymore. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe he's like, I don't know. I can't imagine. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Whatever he, reason. Mm -hmm. He gets uh, 10 so we have no idea. games for his 3DS because he's an ambassador. <laughs> We have we have no idea who do who Mario in Wonder is. I presume we'll find out when that game comes out, or we won't. Yeah, 
I wonder if they'll use this as an opportunity to more further differentiate like the way Luigi, Mario, and Bowser or Wario sound. Like make them give them a different voice. Yeah. I'm not That's saying they should, true. but they could. Yeah. I think Wario at least it would be fine for him to sound different. Right. And then, you know, Waluigi just for some reason just sounds overly smooth. <laughs> Waluigi, you should just play bird sounds whenever he talks. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, a doomed game that fired everybody involved in creating it three years ago, and then we never heard anything about it other than a new studio is making it. We will not tell you who that is. Uh, and then they showed some adventure game ass screenshots a couple months ago. Uh, one of the the person the 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 company publishing it physically in Europe put up some shit on their store implying it's late October. That's completely insane. Yeah, what? So, so if what everybody suspects, they just slapped the name on some low-budget piece of shit that they were, because they've released a million Vampire the Masquerade projects mm -hmm. in the past couple years. That might be being announced soon. I think somebody said that there was there's some fucking event in September they might be doing it at. That'd be crazy. Yeah. What? Games normally don't just disappear and then come back and be like, I'm coming out in one month. <laughs> that's, that's, that's several orders of red flags. I mean, the moment they fired both the original writers, no reasons given, and the writers were like, they gave us nothing but positive output up until they just dumped us. And then the game vanished forever for three years. Yeah. Without yeah. any clue of who's even making it. Yeah, that's so strange. Uh, speaking of RPGs being fucking dead, BioWare has laid off 50 employees. They have around 250, so that's about a fifth of their studio. Whoa. That's a um, lot. <laughs> supposedly, part of this was done because one of the, the subcontractors they were using for testing decided to unionize. So it's like, we need to strip out everybody oh. objecting to this and disconnect from that subcontractor. <sighs> Get rid of them. Shit. Gone. One of the people they fired was Mary Kirby, who wrote every good thing that was in Dragon Age. Classy you look at her credits and, and wise. <sighs> you look at it in its credits, characters written, all the ones people like. Quests written, all the ones people like. Uh, if you actually play Dragon Age, she wrote in Dragon Age Origins, she wrote um, Loghain and Stin. In Dragon Age 2, she wrote Meryl and Varric. Varric, who has become basically the fucking mascot of the franchise. And in Dragon's Age Inquisition, she wrote Varric and uh, Vivian. This is a 20-year veteran who was just dropped because they don't know what to fucking do with their game. By the way, uh, weird how Baldur's Gate 3... The exact same style of game in a franchise that used to be made by Mioware has sold somewhere on PC, I think, like 3 million copies just on PC. Not No consoles versions even yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they cheated. Uh, in, <laughs> yeah, they, they cheated. They, we, didn't, we didn't force them to make a fucking action game inspired by fucking God of War. We didn't force them to make Anthem first. They, they, you know, they got to make a game that was like the game that already existed, but better. 
and that you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, that's actually impossible. That's illegal. We should kill you for doing that. So yeah, <sighs> come on. <laughs> I I am like this whole time, uh, despite all the jokes, I have been relatively confident something named Dragon Age Dreadwolf would ship. I am becoming increasingly less certain of that. Yeah, I think in the in like the news release about this, the press release, they actually said this won't affect the development of Mass Effect or or Dragon Age. It's fine. Everything's fine. Those are still coming, which does nothing but send up red flags. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fucking strong vision of a graveyard. Uh huh. Somebody posited the horrible fucking potential, and I kind of think this is what, how it's, how it's going to go. They're going to ship Dragon Age 4. It's going to be fucking awful. They will still want to do Mass Effect 4 because Mass Effect was always more popular and it involves guns. So it's an easier thing to pitch and to get made. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is shut down Bioware, keep a small amount of the people and launch some shit called like in seven studios, like how Microsoft <sighs> made three, four, three in the coalition. Uh, and, and the more I think about it, the more likely I think something like that will happen. And then it will go great because that's worked every time someone has done it. Yes, definitely. God. It's crazy how Vincent Bella seems to just be like the only man who can just be like, get out of my office to the EA corporate. <laughs> It is insane. Like I, I get, and as as he, it's it turns out that being able to tell your boss their terrible idea is terrible is an important skill and makes you more powerful the more times you do it because it leads to success. And the more Crazy. successes you have, the more lot the more you can tell them to fuck off. It's 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 amazing how that works. I I, I really like that. You know, Vincent Pell is working on his game, and an EA executive comes in and is like, "I want you to make this a giant transitive actions bank games as a service with an open world." And he's like, "You're you're Satan, aren't you?" And then they transform. <laughs> yes. And he's like, "Ah, I know how to solve this." And he casts the demon out of his office and gets back to work. <laughs> Incredible. So uh, we got some information about the canceled Immortals Phoenix Rising. <laughs> yes! <laughs> inspired by Elden Ring and Wind Waker. I don't see how it would be inspired by Wind Waker nope. other than you have a yeah, boat. That's not um, inspired by. That's some executive said that. Uh-huh. Multiple island Polynesian archipelago. More realistic visuals. No checklist open world, organic discovery like Elden Ring. A quote-unquote very different Ubisoft game. I'm sad this got canceled. It would have been one of the worst games ever made. Or, <laughs> right. or it would have been great, and that would have been really confusing for Ubisoft to contend with. Like, they just sent down a memo that said uh, organic discovery like Elden Ring, and they got one back up. Like, you know, you, know you actually have to be able to design stuff like that, right? Like you need yeah. the talent and the know-how to do that. Right. You can't just tell us to make the game better. Like Immortals Phoenix Rising Original is just a blatant copy of Breath, Breath of the Wild, Wild but yeah. doesn't understand anything that makes that game good. So right. I'm sure this would be that same thing of like, oh, you didn't get like any of it. You cannot make this. Yeah, the, the, the evil demented version. It's the bizarro Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Which I also would have loved to see. I want to know what they think an Elden Ring is. 
the the part of this that really gets me is more realistic visual style. Do you think that game bombed because it had a cartoony art style? Absolutely. I I don't <laughs> see any other thing that you could think, but that's insane. Yeah, given that it having that art style made it pop out as maybe not the same game you've turned out for the last decade to everyone who cared. Mm -hmm. Have like, you oh. have mm -hmm. you considered that maybe it bombed because you gave it the worst name of any game in human history? <laughs> and also the writing. And also the Breath of the Wild, like anti-Breath of the Wild understanding of your Th mechanics. Those parts wouldn't have been obvious before you got it in your hands, though. <laughs> but no but everybody saw immortals phoenix rising and their brain shut off and then they went and did something else <laughs> all, all because terrible all name. because they wouldn't look at the monster energy drink and say fuck off we'll crush you in court go away yeah they should have tried to do that that would have been nice yeah no yep. more people monster is already so stupid i think recently they took a swing at nintendo over pocket monsters in japan <laughs> You have to be fucking stupid to do that. There's like no way. They There's... just keep letting a computer file their lawsuits for them yeah, based that's on it. keywords. That's fucking insane. You'd think they'd learn after they did that shit and hit Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and these two stories are related. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to Xbox this year. <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, that's How'd they not... manage that? Yeah, I'm like, last time I heard they weren't able to do that. Uh, the Series S will not have split-screen co-op, the feature they were having trouble getting working on the Series S. Oh, okay. Uh, can... Jim Ryan's like, oh, no, there was no rules. They Phil, just... They Phil just Spencer, just... Oh, other example. Who did I say? <laughs> Jim, oh, Ryan. Jim Ryan, because we usually They're yell about Jim. They're blurring together because I hate them both. <laughs> uh, Phil Spencer's like, oh, there's no... There wasn't any rules. They just labored over this for months until they spoke to me personally, and I said it wasn't a big deal. That doesn't mean there's a rule showing feature parity, uh, like there's there's series s games that don't have ray tracing that that's exactly the same thing as an entire fucking gameplay feature yeah uh, cue the tweet from steven Tatillo is like here it is in the in the requirements to launch on xbox mm -hmm. that you have feature parity <laughs> oh weird your game sold millions by the way uh chat brought it up and i looked it up to verify 5.2 million copies on pc already and uh -huh. it's only gonna launch on playstation i'm so fucked why did we do this to you like there's there's no question this has caused so many games to not be on xbox and i i i didn't expect that... Baldur's gate to be the one to finally break them yeah that's funny, i mean so. um God, let me find. Let me look, look, look at their name because it ties into the next point. I'm gonna the next thing I'm gonna talk about. Uh, Alex Donaldson, who is who is the head of RPG site, is at Gamescom, and he tweeted today like, "No developer is saying anything, but I hate the Series S." <laughs> yep. Wow, three years in, everyone hates it. Who could have first? Oh wait, wait anyone wait. who understands what this thing means. Man, what like what if, if someone was yelling about that right before it came out and when it first announced? <laughs> That's when we do the the rewind <laughs> to big thing it's, dimension where I'm like, people will fucking hate this. People devs hate it. It's it. He's basically said, yeah, I. There are devs who have skipped Xbox because of it. Yeah. yeah these why, aren't. Why wouldn't you? These aren't analogous things. The memory bandwidth is so much lower. The GPU capability is so much lower. Fundamentally, when you go to make a next-gen thing, the whole reason it needs to be next-gen from the ground up is because you're going to do some things that fundamentally require higher system 
specs some sort of system requirements that need mm -hmm. to be above a minimum baseline. And then you spend your entire market ramp up telling your base that, no, it's basically the same thing. It's, it's not that much different and it's so much cheaper. And then you have a huge install base of the shitty one so you can't abandon it. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an official game of premonition. What we talked about week months ago, GTA 6 will skip the Series S. Damn. I wonder I if they'll let like them... That's less likely now they that will... the seal's been broken on you can just yeah, make a is... worse version. Now that, now that the seal has been broken, we're going to see... A, I'm willing to bet we'll see a lot more... The, the Series S version's just worse. And we'll... I think they will want to avoid pulling that trigger of a game can skip the Series S. But if GTA 6 is like, we're skipping the Series S or we're not shipping on Xbox. There's no way they won't kneel. Right. Like, Rockstar's powerful. They could, they could be like, here's what's happening. We're skipping the Series S or you're saying you made the Series S version. Because we aren't dealing with any human talking about that version of that game ever. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the RPG site guys thread even addressed like you can demand shit like this when you have a huge market share. Right. And they Xbox absolutely don't. Doesn't. They right. engineered the worst possible situation. They engineered the worst possible situation for themselves on every conceivable level. The Series S didn't increase their market share. No. No. It, it didn't significantly increase Game Pass subs. No. It didn't cost less to produce. They lost more money on it than the Series X. And that's even talking about things you could build out in a way where you can show exactly what you lost on making the individual unit. Imagine how much they lost making two SKUs at once. Mm -hmm. There's an economies of scale thing. There's a mindshare time, everything else. Yeah. And they also Not cost all of these developers all of that time too. I, and I, it's funny because I've seen some people who are positive on the Series S be like, oh, the PS5 Pro is going to complicate development so much. I'm like, what? The, the one that goes more powerful will be easier to contend with than the one that's way weaker? What? <laughs> Like, and if, and if what uh, Microsoft and, and Activision executives were saying at that FTC thing were, are, are accurate, and, mm -hmm. you know, it already pretty much seems like it is, considering the PS5 has been on fire sales in places for a while. In, in a month, two, may, may, at month at least, maybe two months at most, the Series S is going to be $350 and a PS5 is going to be 400 I mean, the PS5 and, that's already analogous is 400. Yeah, but the real PS5 will be 400. Who knows how much the 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 discless one will be? Assuming it even right. still exists. I I assume they, it will exist because the whole idea is they're making one SKU now that you buy the disc drive for theoretically based on leaks and yeah, just slot that, that, it in. Yeah, but that that leak that the the footage we saw was not did not show show like a detachable disc drive unless it's part of the blade, which I guess it could be. Yeah, it is. Right. But, yeah, the separation oh, starts it? at the disc drive, if you notice in the footage. Oh, I so did not So it see could it. easily just be, it comes with the flat one or if you got so, the special So yeah, version. now you won't even have a price advantage. 
Yeah, no, you that is a serious problem they're looking down the barrel of, and their solution is, I don't know, piss and moan. They don't like make Microsoft any radical moves over at Microsoft to incentivize people to come over to their platform. You still have to pay to play online. Mm -hmm. There aren't radical features we're getting using their box instead of Sony's. It's so you frustrating. Game Pass. That's it. That's everything. Sony has their own Game Pass. Oh, it's different. Yeah, but they don't market <laughs> it as much because they make actual games. So. <sighs> oh, yeah. One other really stupid thing Phil said this week. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he was like, I just don't know. We were looking for... I wish that those games wouldn't be not playable after the store for Xbox 360 shuts down next year. It's like, dude, you're in charge. What do you mean you wish you could fix that? You could just not shut down the store. And the journalist didn't, like, pull the gun out and shoot him in the abdomen? No, that wasn't in the interview. <laughs> it's... You're like the CEO getting... of that entire division of Microsoft. What are you talking about? We're... Like, you don't get to sit there and be like, oh, I wish I could just keep it up, but I can't. We're not talking about your penis, Phil. We're talking about a digital store. <laughs> like, I... I, I hate... Phil Spencer really has become the Elon Musk of gaming because constantly there's this horrible news about Xbox that's entirely self-inflicted and unquestionably game journalists file up to clap and go masterful gambit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. It's true. At least they're not doing it to Jim Ryan as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the Series S was a terrible idea. It might not have been a terrible idea if the Series X didn't exist, but you were too scared of going, we're focusing on affordability instead of power. You were scared of that. You were scared of Sony being able to advertise them having the best box because you think that's what helped them win last gen, even though it was you blowing yourselves up over used games and the Kinect. So now you've trapped yourself in hell. Yeah, they've... Assuming... Assuming they they don't launch a third SKU next year to match the PS5 Pro, which they entirely could. Which they really could, and they insist they won't, but they still could. Yeah, they, they really screwed the pooch on this gen entirely in a way they didn't even do last gen. Yeah, it's a new, innovative, innovative way. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but it's okay, this is the gen that lasts forever for them, so that just means they're, they're dead forever. Oh. We uh we covered Gamescom opening night live. That VOD will be ending up on the side channel because fun fact, YouTube will punish me for putting it on this channel. <laughs> so go over to gigavods.com to get that. We had some things announced. Some of them were really cool. Like the seventh guest VR, where I was like, this is going to be bullshit if it's not fucking FMVs. And then they're like, guess what? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> it's clearly like a 3D recording of a person's Star Wars hologram style <laughs> yeah. projected. I'm like, oh, this rules. Shit. That's really weird. Um, that's coming out in like two months. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. My game of the year list keeps filling with VR games. Help. Uh, Bob, do you have anything to say about Little Nightmares 3? They announced it. It's made by Supermassive Games this time. The only previous game they worked on the Little Nightmares series was the Enhanced Edition of 2. So they ported that to other consoles, basically, and now they're making 3. Yeah, and aren't they the Until Dawn people? Yes. That's so weird. Yeah, Every time so the Until weird. Dawn people end up in a new space, I'm like, y you again? Interesting. All right. Uh, Age of Empires 4... 
is out on Xbox. Yeah. We the... can play that. I guess. We could get some Game Pass. Like, play. I wonder... <laughs> Yeah, they you need know to stop doing this. Announce it, then release it that same day. I'm sure it doesn't do well for anyone involved. Hey, it did well for Hi-Fi Rush. Maybe. Maybe. We can't prove it didn't. There's a hype wave <laughs> of people being like, whoa, a game. Right. And I don't think that even this didn't even get that. Of course this didn't. This game already came out on PC. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and it's no a fucking one... RTS on a controller. No one even wants that. Except for arguably Eric, maybe. But no, no, now they can say there's another game on, on Xbox, I guess. <sighs> I, I have to wonder if anyone, anyone cares. Right. Killing Floor 3. That's a thing now. Whoa. And Agro wasn't there for it. Right? Like, I... The feeling isn't that I don't believe Killing Floor 3 is real. It's that even if it is, I'm still certain I'm going to have to sit through DLC announcements for Killing Floor 2 every year <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> Technically leaked before the conference, but it was supposed to be announced at the conference. Tekken 8 is coming out January. Thank you. You're right. The end of January. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> Uh, they showed a game mode where you make an avatar that's adorable and go to the arcades. Uh, they also showed off all of the character customization when it comes to costumes and other stuff. And they showed off Dragunov, Shaheen, Steve Fox, Leo, uh, Yoshimitsu, and Kuma. Which I didn't realize these were the first times these characters were announced. I assume if they're a Tekken character, they're in this game. So that completely passed over my head. Apparently Kuma's, Kuma's going to fight like, like Heihachi now. Yeah, he uses Heihachi's fighting style because Heihachi's dead. He has his... his uh, oh, he has shit. His, right? Uh, I get Heihachi back is... and Kuma doesn't suck? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he has, like, his jacket and he's using his sash as a headband. That's really good. It will have 32 characters. 24 of them have been announced. Yeah, so we still have more to go. This wasn't all of the characters in the game yet. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is coming out next year. We're safe. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. <laughs> February 1st. If you pre-order it, you can get it a couple days early, apparently. I, I saw that when uh, I went I to go. Do, I might actually do that. I'm, buy, I'm fucking buying it anyway. Oh, but that would be digital, so never mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the digital part does scare me, but at the same time, there's so many things. If I get this a few days early. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's not like pay for one of the extra higher tiers. You can just buy the regular edition and right. get it early. Uh also, Honkai Star Rail, we were talking PS5 tech tests. The yep. sign-ups this week, it goes up apparently September 4th. Woo! Sonic Frontiers, the Final Horizon update out September 28th. Uh, it's going to have a little bit of new story, playable characters, and challenges. That shit's free. Yeah. Sonic Superstars. They showed the game. It looked like the game they've already shown. That game looks cool. It comes out October 17th. Did we already know this game was 60 bucks? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was listed as 60 bucks so like the day it was announced. All right. As it turns out, most game trailers don't end with the price. So That's you have true. to go to the store. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was listed as that then. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 showed off a General Shao. Sindel. No, Takan is the title. He's not a Khan. He's not a Khan. <laughs> but, but he is in my heart. Uh, right? <laughs> and cameo fighter Kintaro. 
it was a real moment as I'm just like, that's Kintaro and Shindo. Oh my God. <laughs> some, some level of my broken brain, I'm doing the pug. It's like point. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I'm really curious to see who will fuck up and ruin everything in the story of this game. Will it still be Raiden? I think it'll still He's be Raiden. He's just a human now. Right? But he'll find a way. Like he'll get like overambitious or something. I, I'm also curious to find out why the Mortal Kombat tournament even exists, because the whole fucking point was the Elder Gods going, no, Shao Kahn, you can't just conquer every plane. You have to win a tournament ten times first. We're sick of this shit. Sorry, that was Motaro, not oh. Kintaro. Oh, right. Kintaro has the leopard print? Or yes. Panther or, I, yeah. yeah, he's the more he, cat-looking one. Right. And, and, and apparently Motaro we skipped a, over Shujinko, which was in there somewhere. You know, I yeah. saw that guy and couldn't think of his name or even how to look him up because, like, what if I typed in Kung Fu Man from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> oh, oh damn. Wait, yeah. That's half the cast. No, nah, damn. Kintaro is the Goro's species, but he's a cat, man. He's not yeah. a centaur like Motaro. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. He's got the weird, like, somebody somebody put a, a body build, like a, like a car, and they spray-painted the texture onto his arms of being a Thundercat? <laughs> Uh, and Alan Wake 2 announced it is based and has live action stuff. Thank you so much. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess I also said that the the universe of Remedy Studio includes Control and and uh, Alan Wake, but it does not include Max Payne, like their, their cinematic universe, basically. So Max Payne is a separate universe. It's not connected to these. They had to come out and state that. But Max Payne himself is in this universe. Well, the, the actor, not the man. Allegedly. Mm. Mm. All right. You say so. Whatever. Just find out how to make a Max Payne 4. <laughs> and don't call it 4. We don't want to legitimize 3. Right. I mean, they're doing that remake one, too. That they are. And I'm very excited for that. And I presume that'll lead into a third. But we'll see. Yeah, it leads into the actual third. <laughs> We're like, no, you more legitimized it. What are you doing? Uh, but that's it for news. Hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? Do you think our copy of Harvard Core 6 is showing up tomorrow? I'm going to believe. Uh, but also, we shouldn't guarantee that. <laughs> but the FedEx emailed me. They, oh. or they texted me. They, they're usually pretty good. Well, guys. Tomorrow, Bob and I will be live with either Armor Core 6 for a delightful few hours of the opening of that game before we just stop the stream and go play the game. <sighs> or we're going to beat Immortals of Avium. Yeah. You might end up doing both. <laughs> the game, if Armored Core gets there at like 9, you're like, oh, well, we're almost done with Immortals of Avium. We'll finish that and then play Armored Core for a couple hours. <laughs> I've never got delivery at 9 p.m. here. Never. I got one at like 7.30 once. That's, I think that's the latest it's ever gone, where I'm like, dude, it is dark. You're still out delivering shit? Damn. Wow, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> hey, Agro. What hey. are you doing over the well, next week? Well, my FedEx tracking information just updated to say that it's showing up tomorrow. That's... So maybe I'm playing Armored Core. If not, I'm continuing to shove Trails of Cold Steel into my face 
in the hopes that it can heal my soul uh, from having to live in now. <sighs> Don't forget to pick up Trails of Cold Steel 2 on PSN while it's still on sale. <laughs> Chris is like convincing Agro to get one of those like season passes, but it's to a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> it's on discount you gotta get it now <laughs> hey chris what are you doing over the next I'll, week i'll stream something i have no fucking idea what is your copy of our recording showing up tomorrow uh yes there was never any question of my copy showing up tomorrow <laughs> good for you <laughs> although it does say arriving tomorrow by eight and i expect to get it sometimes around eight hmm for anyone who's curious, uh, I think all four of us got the Walmart sale they did on accident where it was less than 50 bucks before tax. Right. So now you know. Now you know why people, like, because some of us never rely on that sort of system. We'll, like, go to a store and buy it or mm -hmm. get it digitally to, but, uh, yeah, with video game gaming's really expensive. Yeah. Gaming's really expensive. There's a lot of games this year. Too. Thank God Square Enix gave us this code. <laughs> Save us right, a little bit Jesus. of money over here, at least. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Big Think. We will see you all next Thursday for another episode of Big Think. And Monday, a very special video is coming out. Does it have Hugh Jackman or Clive Titsman? Who knows? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> <laughs>